Good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Coop and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. This is episode 32 now and we're going to be talking a little bit uh, to Andy Hughes. Andy Hughes runs Deathweight, he's a, he's a metal promoter, he's the guy that puts bands on and organises nights so they kind of give uh, young bands an opportunity to play and new bands an opportunity to play and kind of you know, they're probably the first sort of experience of kind of being in front of a crowd and he facilitates that and helps that happen. He also hosts the Metal to the Masses, which is the kind of the bloodstock thing where if you play the Metal to the Masses and it's like a battle of the bands and you go through, eventually you can go and, and play bloodstock. And he's a hugely interesting chap. Uh, he talks about all elements of the business and kind of how to really sort of, sort of get onto the, the ladder of playing live. But also if you wanted to become a promoter, Andy also talks about that. We kind of give you a a way of doing that because obviously the whole point of this podcast is very much obviously it's talking we talk for nearly two hours but it's also about doing it's also about going out going seeing a band getting organizing nights that type of thing supporting live music and getting out there and and, and working uh, uh, to kind of make the metal community survive and strive music in general to be to be completely fair so I'm gonna be. Uh, I'll I'll finish up on this so we can you can you can skip straight past and get to here. Andy's talking, but um, the only other thing to kind of mention is that I'm now very very close. Just before Christmas, we got a home for the spoken metal show. And by that I mean an actual venue that we can do the spoken metal show live, which is which was always the idea. So what will happen soon is I've been talking to a lot of comedians and stand ups and things. We're gonna have a, a night where. There'll be some comedians and stand-ups, and there'll be me doing, talking a little bit and then doing Q&As with various people who I think will be interesting, uh, and that will be held at this particular venue, which I won't announce yet because I want to make sure it's all kind of in place. But then we're going to go with that. Um, we're going to go and make sure that that's the, the, the thing that wants to be the Spoken Metal Show in a live context. So as always, please you know like, comment, subscribe, share, whatever the social media is that you use to kind of suggest this to people if you think people would enjoy this or get something from it, find it amusing, whatever it may be. As always, comments, anything like that, anything you suggest, anybody you think you should be talking to as well, incredibly important. Please, by all means, make sure that we can, you know, get the message out there and speak to the right people and who do we need to speak to and why and all that type of thing. Please comment again. So let's let's get straight into it. This is uh, Andy Hughes uh, from Deathway. Today I am with Andy Hughes. He is a uh, very much a defender of the faith, very much a defender of metal. He is a uh, promoter, a booker, if you will. Uh, very much influential in the scene and putting bands on. On a, if you go to a show in uh, in the northwest, uh, one of the chances it'll be it'll be for a company called Deathwave. Deathwave. Uh, put put shows up there. He's uh, let me let's give we can give him an analogy or a metaphor. Okay, yeah. If there's a if there's a torrent of terrible music and uh, coming across, uh, Andy is standing in the trench like like fucking Eddie's uh, in Maiden's The Trooper, defending <laughs> defending music to to a tenth degree. He puts he puts the shows on. Uh, he's the guy that you, you speak to if you want your band to 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 play a, a gig. It's as it's as simple as that. Very inf- instrumental in the metal to the masses, which we'll talk about as well. Um, and that's a kind of a competition which we'll explain to go and talk to where uh, uh, go into play uh, Bloodstock and what have you. So we'll get into that. And he's a, a really a really nice guy. I've been desperate to get onto the show because he's uh, one of those guys who believes truly about the scene about keeping that alive. And we'll we'll go into that as well. 
but also just you know don't let them you know when you see see, see a guy and you make the assumption see this huge guy with this viking beard and this death metal t-shirt and you think oh my god that guy looks badass like Andy's lovely that's the secret Andy's lovely but we'll get into that I'm sure I'll get into swear at some point I'm sure that'll work out so Andy welcome to the Spoken Metal Show <laughs> shit that's that's build, build, build me up a little bit there. like you know uh, I can't live up to that man <laughs> <laughs> so I always talk about kind of I go kind of like the, 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 the sort of Mark Twain, you, you, you're born and that. I, I always yeah. start with the first time you actually hear music. Not necessarily metal, just music, the sound of music, if you will. Um, see, I can't tell you that, but it's, I, I, I don't, you know, I didn't grow up in a musical um, household. So right. Like, so would you meet these people? So like, who, who, like the mum played the piano. Yeah, and not, of, yeah. not of that. But um, I'm like a third generation biker. Okay. Kind of thing. And, you know, as everyone knows, rock music and bikes just... It's inherently it's connected. Inherently yeah, connected. yeah. Uh, well, hell, uh, slightly off tangent from music, but... Oh, well, we're going to be doing plenty of that, uh, my friend. Uh, my, uh, right, my mum and dad put the deposit on their first house. Right. By, when they were dating, so they weren't married. Sure. Uh, the... They had a bike accident. I mean, okay. they broke it. Like, and she sued, right. she sued me, Dad, and they used the money to pay the to put the deposit on their face. <laughs> so, how amazing. rock and roll is that? You know? She sued him. Yeah. And is that how they uh, were they? So they why they were seeing each other? They were dating, like, but like, they weren't married, and so they, you know, that's they, insane. Yeah. But, so they bought a house. Yeah. yeah and then they, 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 how long after they, they have you then? When did um, you come to the picture? Well, I'm, I'm a mil- middle child, so right. I, it was about, about, about four years after that okay. kind of thing. Uh, I was my brother's no longer with us, but that's a sure. story in itself. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, about four years. Um, but anyway, back to the music. Yes, yeah, so yes. So, here's, here's, so they're bikers. Yeah. You, you kind of grew up with that, and then yeah. inherently you'll get introduced to music at some point there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it was just always there. You know, yeah. my, my dad, um, you know, my dad saw, you know, he's dead proud of the fact that like, he, saw, um, he saw Queen when they played in the Royal Court. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. You know, he saw Led Zeppelin, he saw, he saw Black Sabbath. I, I often talk day. about about this with people who've been around like sort of that generation and that age. These were the gigs where you could go to a show, um, and literally arms folded on the stage and watch yeah. a band. You yeah. know, there was no, there was not like you know fifteen foot of of, of railing and security and stuff. Yeah. It was it was very much you and the band, and that was it. And these were like yeah, like you say, Led Zeppelin. You know, Deep Purple, uh, Queen, all played in Liverpool and the Cavern and, and, and all those type of places. Yeah. They all played in the Royal Court. Yeah. And you could go and see them. And these were before they exploded into arena acts, like, yeah. you know. Well, back then, I don't think they, they, don't think they really were arena acts. I don't think it existed, did it? I don't think they built them, did they? Yeah, I don't think But anyway, for me, of all things, the, the big one for me, the first thing I remember clearly actually. Yeah. The as Terry Pratchett would put it, is the music with rocks in. Yes, it's always um, been present in my yeah. life. Uh, um, I remember when I first went to school and I met other kids, kind of thing. Yeah, and they, you know, I discovered what they were into, and it was like, right. That's not what I'm into. Oh, it's like, well, oh, is it more was... of a was it more of a process of elimination that like they were listening to that and you didn't like that? Yeah. You're like, well, I don't like that. No, so it, no, it was I? like, well. Come it, in. It was like, I've never heard anything like this. Yeah. 
oh my god, it's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, a, yeah, it's like a process of elimination. Well, no, I yeah, don't like that. Yeah, yeah okay. So did, they, did, did your parents play records then? It was, yeah, it was records okay. and stuff. Like, my dad had a massive record collection, which, yeah, yeah. Uh, admittedly, when I, when, I, when, I, when I got to about 15, I actually wholesale kidnapped it. Yeah, because you realise it's all the great stuff, yeah. like in vinyl, yeah. No, but it, 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 I think, I know the first album I ever bought okay. of my own Yeah. was I bought... Uh, I've actually still got it. I bought me loaves bass out of hell. Okay. Uh, with me pocket money when it was about, I must have been about yeah. eight. Yeah. Because uh, my dad uh, takes me to town one day. Sure. Goes to HMV. And sure. He, he says, here's your pocket money. Yeah. Go and buy yourself. So, but, he's, that. but that's, that's quite a moment because he's trusting oh, yeah. you. No, no, no. There's a bit more. Oh, okay. No. He, got me, he told me to go and buy it. All right. And he said, because I'm fed up with you stealing my copy. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I'm saying, you can buy your own record collection yeah. now. I love that. Yeah. That's brilliant. So he, does he, did he tell you what to buy or did he say, well, he, the money he, he took it, No, he took, he took me to HMV. Okay. And he, he took, he, we went and found, found that on vinyl. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, right. He handed to me, handed the money. There's your pocket money. Go buy it. Sure, because I'm fed up with you stealing Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go, you get that. And did you have your own record player? Was it was it a communal family one? Yeah, a communal kind of, family and one. And you had to kind of in the living room I, or whatever? I kind of like kidnapped it into my bedroom. With yeah, yeah. Like, so you sit there with, 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 with Meatloaf's Battle of... And that's a, that's a pretty... If you think about that, it's almost a concept album, if you yeah. want. Oh, it's yeah. in many ways, and it's and it's big, sprawling. Bat out of hell is yeah. like ten minutes long. You know, it's like this is that's a that's an enormous amount of information to dump on. Yeah. on you when you were how old are you? You're like uh, what? Eight. I was like, You're but, eight. But I've been listening to it by right. this point. It must have been about. Maybe about two years. Okay, so you were you were buying it because you wanted to hear it regularly on yeah. your own terms. You're like, I like yeah. that that type of thing. Okay, yeah, did you know. listen to the whole thing? And, and yeah, like, watch yeah, it. Whole whole See, that's you everywhere. Yeah, album. and you and you studied the the the, the, the inner, uh, sleeve and the linear notes and stuff, oh, and you knew yeah. that. That's yeah. amazing. So when you hear that back, like that, must bring back some memories. Like, oh, whatever. Yeah. It's, 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 it's still. It's not that heavy, but it's a fantastic film yeah. album. Yeah, <laughs> you know? well, it's like you know, you, it's like anybody that doesn't think Meatloaf could sing is insane. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The guy's range is is phenomenal, yeah. and the quality of the songwriting on there is is phenomenal. You know, whether you everybody thinks about like you know the song "Bat Out of Hell," but you don't think about like a. a Love by the Dashlight Light. Um, yeah. I don't think of some of the more intricate, well-written songs. And these these songwriters and the people that work there, they were the best of the best. He got the yeah. best people in. It's like when Michael Jackson did like Thriller. He got the best people in to do it. And those all these people carried on. So it's not like it was a pop record. The main song was very very popular, you know. But not at all. So that's a heavy album to kind of, and I mean in heavy in all terms, like yeah. to, to kind of. So then, you get that. And then does that kind of you you does that ring true? Then you hear, you hear those distorted chords, and you're like, hold yeah, on, yes, yeah, I'm not just, getting that at school with yeah, those kids. I'm getting yeah, it here with it this. Just, yeah, it just worked. Yeah, for yeah. Me. And it was just, I couldn't tell you why. I couldn't tell you. That. I don't know if anybody did. ever can when no. it just when it rings. It's like yeah. a bell within yeah. you that rings. Yeah, yeah. And so like, as as I've as I've gone along, it's yeah. just you know I've gone you know you know. As the music's evolved, I've been evolved with it, and it's like, you sure. know, I love me, you know, I went through a fair, you know, so did all my own classic rock and things, uh, and then I kind of discovered the the actual Liverpool metal scene, right. and then I had to, had to, like, really, really play catch-up, right. so I, I, I found, um, 
well, I fell into like the death metal and stuff, and then I was like, oh wow, this is incredible. I actually, yeah. uh, oh, not just the death metal, but at this point, I didn't know, yeah. Yeah. all things, uh, many, many years later, I was in HMV again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was this album sat there in the racks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what it was, but the cover was really striking. I was like, okay. I looked at the, the, album, the song titles, I was like, whoa, what's Transylvanian Hunger? <laughs> <laughs> and this is me about, I must have been 14, 15. Okay. At this point, I was really, really heavily into only classic rock. So you'd got all your bedrocker stuff, so all your, your Zeppelins and, yeah. and, and all that type of thing. You'd got all your yeah. classic rock, your, yeah. your, all that basis there, and you're like, okay, now I need... That's that's that, that that's yeah. like almost the old fella's music and almost that generation. Yeah. I need to claim mine, and this is you yeah. claiming yours. And, uh, I didn't, didn't know I was going to claim it at that point. It was yeah, just, yeah. It was, it was it looked interesting. It was like yeah. That's how we that's how we shop for records by yeah. artwork. Oh, yeah. And 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 you know you, you would look on the back and you would like okay these guys look like me so that must be well, good. This and, look, didn't look like no, me. well that's not going to look like me. Yeah, yeah. This was like whoa, what, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Took it home and it it must have been a good two or three months before I could sit and listen to the entire album because it was just like whoa, blew the top of my head off. Because it's just wow. so aggressive and same yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's like anything. You have to kind of almost. A lot of people uh, uh, who listen to this who maybe don't listen to maybe the extremer side of metal, uh, black metal and things like that will think that, as always, like someone who, who listens to any type of music will think it all sounds the same. And it becomes very kind of like, uh, it's very difficult to break that down. And like you say, you know, that album that you bought for whatever, you you would go away and listen to that repeatedly until you broke it down and go, okay, yeah. I, I'm accessing this now. I can actually understand what the lyrics are, even though it's not conventionally sung yeah. conventionally. Yeah. So that must have been a huge sort of moment where you were like, okay, I, I want more of this now. Yeah. So where did that go? Uh, and then I spent, well, this, I was, I said, I was about 14, 15 at this point. Okay. Now. Uh, grunge was massively in. Yeah. So um, I, I, at this point, I, got, I had, still hadn't actually discovered the Liverpool metal scene. Sure, so sure. Didn't really. I had a couple of mates who I'd grown up with. Yeah. We don't, they, I'd kind of dragged them along. They kind of liked the classic rock with me, but mm. because I dragged them along that route. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't actually know anybody, know anybody. Did you not? Did you not think about playing an instrument or playing instruments at any uh, point? I was, I, I was a fairly reasonable drummer for okay for a bit. But, did uh, that come like in with the music? You were like, okay, I like the sound of that, and I want to recreate that. Yeah. And you think, okay, I quite yeah. like that. So, okay. But I was never good enough to actually. You just think, okay, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'll dabble a little bit, but yeah. that's not okay. I had a couple of little, you know, from a couple of little going away. You'll play me better. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing as bad. Yeah, um, but then. I spent about I said after, after so I spent most of the I say the very late nineties okay. really heavily discovering all the heaviest stuff I could find. Okay, so what was it? What would this be then? Let's give so there'll be people listening who were like, okay, I like this, but what does Andy think is is heavy? That might this is an opportunity maybe to yeah. to name check some bands that um, you think that maybe people haven't heard of. I said there was lots and lots of black metal specific. Okay. Uh, those death metal, like uh, I discovered, like uh, obituary stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah obituary, yeah, yeah. cause of death and that yeah. type of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I did. Um, what's it? Emperor, Emperor, yeah. amazing. Sure, sure. Um, the early Marduk stuff. Mm-hmm. The um, funny enough, even though I got it was Dark Throne that kicked me off. Right. I didn't actually end up liking most of the Dark Throne catalog that sure. much because it was a bit the same you know yeah yeah did you would you, did you find yourself doing that as well so you'd, you'd like hand to hand go to one like so you'd listen to a bitchery and then you'd go okay and you'd listen to a whole you'd find as much as you could you went through the whole back catalogue uh, did you kind of yes devour it? No, it it depends how much the band takes me kind of thing right 
But uh, I do sometimes do that. So you're uh, still kind of feeling it out there at this yeah. point, going, I like that, I like the side one of that, and I like yeah. the three or four tracks of the but it's, also, it's also stuff like, uh, I, I found myself really interested in like some of the like the really, really obscure, obscure stuff. Okay. And I mean obscure as in, um, like, like what... Like around that time, like uh, Opeth and Capitolium. Okay. Now they're not obscure. They're not obscure they, they now, them, but, but back, back then. They yeah. were. But also there was stuff like um, I think the Finnish. Like there's a band called April Ethereal who okay. I, I really enjoyed. Sure. Uh, and they're named after one of the songs of the first. Yeah. Um, I think it's the first Opeth album. Yeah, yeah. And they're. Like, I'm literally the only person I've ever met who's ever heard of them, but they're yeah. fantastic and stuff but, like yeah, that. But yeah, but that was, like, you, you, you kind of go, okay, these are my people, these yeah. are the ones I, I really like, okay. But, yeah, and it was like, uh, I did, I was like, very, very much like that, um, up until I was about 21. Okay. Uh, and then, by that point, I kind of stumbled upon, I've been going to the crazy house for, for years. Sure. But, uh I, I kind of accepted the idea that my music taste was much heavier than pretty much everybody else. Sure, <laughs> you didn't couldn't find uh, your tribe yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you go to live shows at this point? I'm thinking we, we had eight, not, 14 uh, yeah. or up to about 20 I, I now. Didn't, I didn't particularly go to much in the way of live right. shows. Did, didn't it, like, didn't it, the, 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 your mum and dad have like kind of like biker runs and stuff, like the egg run and things like um, that, where you would go and maybe see and there'll be a band playing like Deep Purple covers or whatever. Well, and and stuff. Around this point, no. Okay. Because of uh, things to do with, as a family life. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My little sister was born. And okay. She's like eight years younger than me, but also with my, I've already mentioned about me, my brother passing away. Yeah, sure. I had uh, that, it changed the dynamic of the family. I yeah, have, uh, that, would, that uh, would most definitely yeah, do that. This, like, yeah. the, I don't want to get into it, but. At no, 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 not point, at all. They were, well, all that kind of stuff kind of stopped at home. Sure. Uh, but it's not, it's not too, it's not a complete sob story. We'll get back to this in a bit. No, but did you find that like was music helpful? Because people, one of the yeah. biggest things I want to dis- demystify to people maybe unfamiliar with extreme and death and kind of Norwegian black metal and the kind of the, the outer edges of things is that there's a lot of positivity and a lot of like uh, you know it's not. It's even though the the guy or the girl is singing aggressively, it's 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 not like that. It can be quite an empowering oh, yeah. I, thing. I, I, I always found it very very cathartic. Yeah, it's now. cathartic. There you yeah. go. You know. Um, so so we're, when you're about sort of twenty, are we getting close to seeing gigs then? Oh at yeah, all? yeah. I'd uh, i fairly recently started going to gigs and stuff. Mm. Um, and uh, I of all things, I I kind of I don't know what it was, but I I suddenly tripped upon like. Very after the fact kind of thing. I've sure. been very focused on very very heavy end, and then I I done some backtracking like you know Pantera Machine Head and stuff like that. Yeah, it was all right. It was it was good. But yeah, it wasn't. It was wasn't enough. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't. Yeah, enough. the extra step. Yeah. And then I found of all things, randomly around the same time, um, I, I'm not even sure how I just randomly discovered of all things, uh, um. Dark Tranquility. Okay, yeah, so all right, yeah, sure. Melod- Swedish melodic death metal. Yeah, yeah. And uh, My Dying Bride. Okay. Which, uh... If there was a crossover to, like, more, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, sort it's of... slightly that's... mellow than what Yeah, it's a little avant-garde, it's a little, yeah. you know, we're at Sisters of Mercy kind of room, yeah. aren't we, with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it kind of harked back Ish. all the way back to, like, the, the Back Out of Hell stuff. Okay. Where is it, it you know... A spe- uh, you know, really complex song structures. Yeah, yeah. This, that, and the other, and it was like, uh, especially with like uh, my dying bride. It's like, yeah, 
you know, sprawling 10, 12 Huge sort of guitar orchestral pieces, yeah. like, you know, movements almost, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was just like, again, almost, mm. almost like with the Dark Throne thing, again, that it like blew my head off. It's like, oh, wow, this yeah. is this is entirely different on a completely different level. Yeah. It's, but you can see where the strands lead to yeah. things are like. You oh, can yeah. see, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It sure. still had that element of aggression, yeah. but it was also incredibly complex and atmospheric, yeah. and it had so much feeling yeah, that yeah. wasn't... Anger, because you know I love the anger, and I, I said I had. But you wanted to, you wanted to ebb and flow a bit, yeah. Yeah, there's a, yeah okay. And it, it, it brought a whole new dimension. Yeah, 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 especially I said with the the doom death. Mm. And I said, it, unfortunately, I was pretty much. I I was I said after the fact because both genres by circa what, circa two thousand two. Okay. Were virtually done and dusted kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know. It's just one of those things. Yeah. And, like, to this day, they are probably two of my favourite genres, even. Sure. Yeah. What's it, like, uh, Doom and, and, and sort of Death and that type yeah, of... Yeah, I yeah. said, your you mid-90s style Doom Death is okay. my all-time favourite sure. genre. It's just, like, I fucking love it. That, that, I, I cannot get into it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I love that, though. I love, I love that, that, that that exists, and I love that now, you know, the, we, I would talk sometimes negatively about how easy and accessible music is sometimes, but sometimes... It could be great because you can go back now and go, okay, well, I, I would have never have got so-and-so's first album. Yeah. I would have never have got a pre, uh, you know, Euro- European release of one or a promo one for this. I would have never. Yeah. And now it's all available. Yeah. You know, you, you often see that. So that's, oh, yeah. a, you know, it's in many ways, it's a good time. So you just kind of fell into the, the black hole of, of, of that, yeah? Yeah. Uh, but uh, going back to the live gigs, though, sure. is, um, you know, I, I started, I said, I, was, I went and saw, like, uh, you know, Used to start got into the habit of going to Manchester, right. doing you know going to see most of, not necessarily the really underground stuff, but was talking stuff like Fear Factory, um, sure, that that kind of stuff. And this was a, was it like kind of like Jilly's type of level yeah. shows, yeah, yeah, okay, that kind of stuff, uh-huh. um, some stuff at the academy, yeah. um, and it didn't even occur to me about uh, a Liverpool scene for years and years sure. and years, uh, and. I just got into the habit, which is ironically yeah. what part of the reason I do what I do with Deathwave is because I'm kind. I kind of realised the habit I formed yeah. is a habit almost the entire Liverpool metal scene has. Yeah, and it's a bad habit, right? Because we are not Manchester. Yeah, yeah. They've got this great big lively. They get everything. Mm. And Liverpool. Quite a big city. It, it's tough because oh, you find a lot of times, especially when uh, bands announce the touring cycle, that they'll they'll miss out that because they do. You can't do both. You can't do yeah, Manchester can't Liverpool do as well. As, uh, you you yeah. you can't do Manchester Liverpool and maybe sort of the the Tiv and what have you. you can't yeah. you can't do them. Yeah. You kind of have to pick one. Um, and some bands well, I, I to the beginning at the end. Bands, you know? I've kind of developed this strategy. We're definitely jumping ahead now, but yeah, uh, okay. I developed this strategy. What I say to bands because mm. I've got quite a few good bands. And, mm. I'm their first course of course you want to play around here which sure. is a nice place to be yeah. and I say to them look right I, I try and put say people I, work, I like working with I try, try and say right once a year kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, and it, um, or maybe once in each city because I do gigs in Manchester and Liverpool yeah. and what I do is I, I kind of force them to well last time I played, you played for me you played in this one so this time playing the other one yeah. and it like it kind of forces bands to Come to Liverpool. Sure. On the it doesn't force them. They can say no, but it's yeah. the 
It just gives a different. It's a different vibe. It is yeah. a different vibe, you yeah. know. Um, and it just. It's always. It's always mystified me why. Um, well, that was probably because it's so close that we we don't have like you know cathedral, we don't have like carcass. Why don't they? Yeah. Why don't they? You um, know what I mean? Play that. But like I was looking, for example, Skindred do a, an intelligent thing where I think at the beginning of the, uh, the cycle they play Manchester and near the end they'll play Liverpool. Yeah. So they break it up, but they are playing there. Yeah. And I think that's probably a wise well, yeah, way to I, do it. You I know? think about more banks do that kind of thing. Yeah, and try and spread it around, yeah. even though you're fairly close. You know, it's something that confuses me really. You get these bands who they go on a tour. And they play the, uh, funny enough, um, Machine Head, something I've mentioned before. Yeah. Um, I've got, I, I like them, but they're, they're not up there. Yeah, it's not but, one of your top bands, no, yeah, but they're not. No. Yeah. Um, but I've got a couple, one of my friends, he's, a, he's, he's been, a, I've known him for like 20 years, and he's been a massive Machine Head fan since, sure. like, since the day he first heard them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got like Machine Head tattoos. And yeah, as is, as is right back, oh, yeah, 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 as you'd imagine. You know, passionate, passionate. Yeah, like yeah. Them. And uh, I, I quite often used to go to see them when they toured with him. Yeah. Because I just like to go to gigs with them. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Gigs. sure, but, sure. Um, it was like it got to the point where like sometimes I could see them twi- twi- in Manchester twice. Well, in they the were when way. they first when they first came round, and I'm talking way back in the Chris Contos, Logan Madden yeah. sort of bare my eyes type of days yeah. when they were almost punk, almost yeah. punk, um, and they were playing shows. And there's, there's videos you can see on YouTube of them. Playing in Liverpool, playing in Manchester, and it's and the, the, the uh, it was so intense. The, oh, the show yeah. was so intense, like because they were so red hot. It was before mm-hmm. the crypto exploded, like you know, and started being like a, almost an arena band. Yeah. So they were like, yeah, the the fever for them. They could do that. You know, oh, they could yeah. play two nights. I think I think I'm pretty sure they did two nights at some place, uh, maybe in Manchester, because they could. You know, yeah, they could. They could. Like, surprise me. Yeah, but it it kind of struck me as wrong though. Right. That, you know, I'd say they come and play in Manchester in March and then they come back in October. Mm. And it's just like, but you, but they haven't played Liverpool since yeah, yeah, yeah. 1993 or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And it just kind of like, this is, it, it started to air me a little bit. Yeah. It was around this point that I kind of, Realise that something something's missing something's here, yeah. a bit missing. and it's not like it's not like where you see people where they go. Um, why don't you tour here and they list where their hometown is and it's the back of beyond and they're like why don't yeah. you play and you're like well you're not going to play no, there. Come no. on, <laughs> Liverpool is uh, you know we is I think I think we're the seventh you know, largest city in the country. There you go, and our own city market itself as a city of music yeah yeah I, I really want to get into that <laughs> as well like because I don't think that I, you know I don't think this is ne- we're necessarily being served certainly the metal and heavier communities being yeah. served by that but just to kind of take a step back a second so do you remember your, the very first show you go to where you actually could see the music that you heard and, and a guitarist and a, and a backline and someone to, and a pit and, and all that sort of thing do you remember that? admittedly no <laughs> because I'd also kind of discovered uh Whiskey by this point. <laughs> it's funny how those two things connect, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, a good couple of years, yeah. um, about three or four years, where I'd be out either drinking or at a gig. Sure. Like three, four nights a week. Uh, I had a day job as well, so. Yeah. I yeah, think, yeah. Think, think about it now, and it's like, I'm doing a fucking afford. Like, how did know? I do that? Like, I Back there, back then, in that sort of age, and you're invincible, aren't you? Yeah. You're like, I'm going out. Oh, no, I'm still invincible. Here. <laughs> I'm doing, I, you know, I can drink that game one of the same. Yeah, there we the, go. Um, 
<laughs> no, it, it, me, me wallet, you know. I can't, you know. <laughs> no, it's just fun. Yeah, yeah. No, no, so, all right, right, right. Well, so, I know you're... you're, you're <laughs> you know, how chatty is that, for, you know? For the, for the pe- pe- purposes of, uh, of the party, I just pulled out his wallet, not to show me how much money he has, quite the reverse. <laughs> <laughs> so you were like, okay, I'm, I'm from Liverpool, this is my hometown, I don't see these bands that I like coming through. Yeah. Now I'm. We didn't uh, back then. We did have an internet, but there wasn't really a, that much of a forum to to moan. You just kind of went, okay. Uh, I'm going to change that then. Not quite. No. And then I actually I did a bit of searching, but it was one of them. I had to. Um, I said the the habit had been formed. Right. That people went to Manchester. Yeah. You know, I I knew every venue in Manchester. Mm. If you'd asked me at the time, I pretty much couldn't have named you. A venue in Liverpool. Yeah, that's it's like, it is like a bit building block time, isn't it? Okay, first yeah. you need a place. Yeah. And you need people that did it and then that's how a scene gets yeah. created, like yeah. And uh, I very after lots and lots of asking around and searching, yeah. I, I found eventually got in touch with some people and uh, I found I found Sal who used to run with Sal, us, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she started off in Birkenhead, which you no know, as you probably know, uh, even though Birkenhead's not that far away, it's actually like uh, it's it's a little bit like that bit in uh, in in uh, the Lion King, <laughs> where uh, you move out to the same, just, just you know, yeah. watch that shadow over the, there. The purposes of some of our American <laughs> listeners and people from far afield is um, where Liverpool is. It's like a little bit over over a, a small piece of water called the Mersey, and then there's Birkenhead, and um, often when you when you meet someone from Liverpool. Um, they have, obviously the accent comes through but there's a certain accent to people from Birkenhead it's wildly different from people who live there but to the outside world we're all John Lennon and the uh, the difference is quite incredible um, Birkenhead is, 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 is it's, a, it's a tough old place uh, it's, it's quite uh, poor part of, part, of, part of the country uh, there's a lot of unemployment and stuff um, it's a lot of sort of um, empty places. It's the crime rates pretty high on there. It's not that it isn't particularly bad in Liverpool, but it's 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 bad in Birkenhead, and it's a pretty ugly place. God God, God love it. I would I've, I've lived there a long time, but it's not it's not a particularly good place. If there's a Birmingham of the northwest, it's probably Birkenhead. Yeah. Um, but what's what's always interesting about these places like Birmingham is from these places of like toughness and industrialization. That's where a lot of the best sort of of my uh, or our uh, our best music comes from. It's why Sabbath sound like they sound like Sabbath. It's why priests sound like priests. It's why you know the bands that I like sound like it is because they had it. It was a tough sort of sort of thing. So, yeah, Birkenhead is kind of like they're just over the water, but almost like you know a different world. And the place we talked about before is it's I've talked quite a bit on the on the podcast with people involved in it. The Crazy House was the biggest rock club in Liverpool at the time. Um, this is after Planet X and what have you. This is a huge club in, in Liverpool. And then the kind of closest exponent over that, or its or sister club, if you will, was a place called Stairways. Um, that was on the other side of the, of the water. Um, and that was kind of the first place I started seeing live bands as well. Yeah. So you were kind of... Looking at the scene and you uh, at Birkenhead, then you look at venues in Birkenhead. Uh, I ended up in Birkenhead, yeah, because yeah. I was just following. I said following the thread. I mm. finally found found and just seen where it led me. Yeah. It finally led me to local bands and stuff, and so I started going instead of going to Manchester. Right. I started going to local gigs. Okay. Um, and it was like I said, I was going to. I'd, I'd be out about three, four nights a week. Sure. And 
odds on if I could at least three nights of them I've got going to a gig yeah didn't care what it was grown it was it was either a backdrop or whatever it was. yeah 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 as long as it was some form of uh, yeah some form of music that you that you didn't didn't annoy you yeah, yeah. I, I'd be there kind yeah, of thing yeah. and I became well known like, yeah because you know, I was at, at everything people who did go so you know people you become recognisable yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a fat ugly bastard anyway, so <laughs> but anyway, like, you know, but you know, that's amazing. Uh, amazing. But, one of the brilliant things I, I always talk about when it, with with somebody like the, the the guys who've been around the scene for a while is that I don't know if there's many scenes where there's someone who their look is them is is their identifiable. This was back in the time when you could have a leather jacket and someone would have leather jackets with painted things on. I used to and, have a, a really beautiful painted one. What what was on the back? Um, of all things, especially if you've got American. Listeners, these yeah. guys will know this better okay. because it's not a big thing here. Mm-hmm. It know like you've got like in this country you've got Warhammer forty thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, I picked up quite randomly from a computer game. Have you ever played? Are you a daughter of a gamer? I have gamer too. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's the bolt thrower. Didn't, didn't bolt thrower do well, stuff they, with they Warhammer? Did Warhammer forty thousand. Yeah, but uh, do, do you ever play any PC games called Mech Warrior? Yeah, yeah, the large sort of robot fight. Yes. Yeah, Mech Warrior, I'm aware well, of that, yeah. Uh, I, going way, way back, I, I picked up on one of the first Mech Warrior games. Yeah. And I discovered the battle based on a board game. Yeah, yeah, it came from, a, it, yeah, yeah. From, called Battletech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I, that was a Japanese version, I think it was called Battletech, uh, and then they moved it and made it kind of westernised by uh, doing that, I think. Kind so. of it, it was based... Because there's like, uh, there's another version of it called Front Mission. Uh, they, they uh, do, yeah, the, it's not... Is that a video game it's, it's Similar world. Similar world. Yeah, yeah. But I really picked up on that. It's like, yeah. You know, big robot, big stomp your robot. Fucking heavy metal. <laughs> Ain't nothing more metal than that. Yeah. No. yeah. But like, uh, so you had like a back print because I'd seen some, I'd seen some brilliant ones. I saw one of my friends, Steve, not with us anymore. He had a fantastic hit one with Pennywise, yeah. you know. And they became that was your that was your uniform. Yeah. And it was your uniform. How you had your beard. How what how you had your hair. What t shirt you wore. Yeah. That became like your oh, thing. Yeah. And that's how they someone would go and go. There's Andy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, yeah. Well, like with this jacket, I had uh, one of the faction logos painted like yeah. a full back as a full back. Piece. I love that. And it was you know in all the years I had that jacket, I had it for about fifteen years. Yeah. I only ever met one person who got it. Who got it? Yeah. And it was literally I was walking. Through Kensington, and this random fellow runs up to me and says, <laughs> "Is that on the back of your jacket? What I think it is." And I, I love that. And he was, I was like, I "What that. do you think it is?" He told me, he "Was like, oh my because, god." Because because the the reason you put it on there is you re, you're flying your flag, and it's the same with a battle yeah. vest with with various yeah. bands on because you want someone to come up and go, "Who's that band?" And, yeah. and oh, I like that band too. It's very much your heart on your sleeve. You go, look, this is what I like. This makes up my character. And if you like it, come and say something and we'll have a beer and we'll have a yeah. drink. And, and, I, and I don't think there's any real form it's of music the, that, that has that level of, of, the, of woven it, in. It's the brotherhood. Yeah. Yeah. I call, I call it as in, we might not necessarily have anything in our personal lives in common, but, but because... Mm. We like this music, which is generally by the rest of society considered an outsider. Yeah, we have got something common. You, you know that if you if you if you someone's wearing a Sabbath T-shirt yeah. or you you you're, you're going to be like, we're going to have certain ideologies similar. Yeah. We're going to be, yeah. we'll at least be able to sit down and have a drink. We might not be the yeah. best of friends, but we'll probably will. Well, we can talk. I've got yeah. a list of, of friends who I've met because I, they've wore the same T-shirt as me yeah. or had the same patch as me. I've met them because of that. Now yeah. lifelong friends, like, yeah. and I don't think. 
I don't think there's any certainly every music as a as a as a t-shirt for a band has that, but I don't think it goes anywhere near to the level it does with metal. No. Nowhere near. Uh, well, I know that uh, I, I read somewhere that um, statistically, uh, the the amount of money that metalheads spend on band merchandise mm. and music is something like about seventeen times the, higher the than biggest, any other genre. The biggest, the biggest sort of thing. It's it, I don't know if it's necessarily a secret, but the biggest thing in music. All the best ideas, I'm here to tell you now, that have been codified by, by pop and what have you, all started with metal. So, you know, think about Priest. Think about, like, all the times. So when you, when you went to see Priest back in the day, people would make their own cardboard guitars. There's beautiful footage of people playing yeah. their guitar with cardboard yeah. guitars. People would use all the, like, Rob Halford massive spikes and stuff, and later on Slayer did the same. People would buy their, their own stuff, and then very quickly... Metal realised that people want scarves, people want hats. This is before branding even existed. Yeah. People yeah. had, like, Iron Maiden had the T-shirt that went with the tour. And that was kind of like, you know, I'm sure it happened with Led Zeppelin and the earlier bands, but metal really kind of embraced that, that you would want yeah. a hat, a T-shirt, you'd want something for your jacket, you'd want some kind of necklace, you'd want yeah. the t- That kind of really kind of sort of upswelled with with, with metal and, well, and, and, and heavy it's music. especially prevalent at the moment in, like, the... The uh, the brutal death gr- and grind yeah. scene yeah, yeah. where it's like you know you consider the uh, you're not doing well if you haven't got socks uh, with your logo on yeah <laughs> yeah it's like, and isn't it isn't it strange now that like they've almost kind of took death metal uh, especially have took branding to almost the nth degree yeah. where they're like our logo needs to I mean there's often the jokes about death metal logos being impossible to read yeah. and the more impossible to read they are the better, the better you are yeah. you know and I just think that that's I think that's a brilliant thing because it's almost like taking the the, the the sort of the bad side of branding oh we're going to make your band a brand and a marketable entity yeah. okay let's just keep fucking going and just make it so it's almost destroying it well, like I, you know, I, I, I learned very very early on to make it a policy as a promoter that when they're making a poster, they always it in in readable text in 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 a, a underneath. underneath. Yeah, underneath it's like and I get loads of people ask me about that, but it's like it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you uh, so you start looking for like shows and stuff, and you kind of you're in the mix, and three or four days of the week you're out there, kind of being sort of familiar and making connections and so I'm assuming like this is pre sort of real internet where yeah, you, when you meet yeah. someone you have to go and say hello my name is so and so write their number down yeah. and start talking to them and kind of ring them up and go hey exactly this is in them days you yeah, know yeah, yeah. or like you know with uh, what text was becoming a thing so you'd, yeah, you'd have like ringing people would be texting people yeah. but it was still it's you know, still not like well, not like what anywhere near it is I now. Half my music offline, <laughs> you know the the inter, the age of the internet. Mm. <laughs> you but like yeah. But anyway, um, so so when did you go? Okay, I think I know enough to get a show together. Um, because I've gone back to I mentioned Sal. Okay, and I, I got I was well known and you know got a new low. And I started out with Sal. Sal was putting on underground gigs. So, Sal is a, is a mutual friend of ours who uh, runs Whiplash, another sort of book and program. Sal's um, just a sidebar. We need to, I need to get Sal. I've promised to get Sal on the show many times. It's, Sal was just is so deeply in love with the scene. It's unbelievable. And she would do things like cook cookies and she's a fabulous cook yeah. by the way um, and she would cook and stuff for these for these bands and she was one of those promoters who just front to back looked after bands they'd stay on the yeah. floors and all that but big shout out to Sal so that's oh, like yeah, yeah. Sal was one of the other people if there's these kind of 
Uh, kings all putting these things together is another one of those kings or queens, I should say, in this case. I, uh, well, I still I still occasionally have a wet dream about self-self with cake, but we won't go any further into that. <laughs> She's a good cook. She's yeah. a good cook. But uh, anyway, um, all right. Um, so you... I ended up doing the door for her. Cause oh, she right, was, okay, she yeah. was busy running the... Getting the band, the sound checking. So blah, I'd, blah, stand, blah. I'd stand on the door and take people, and, but because I already knew everybody. Yeah. And of course, doing that, I got to know people even more. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I, I got to, from the inside, to see how she did a lot. Sure, of yeah. Stuff. And I did that for about about two years. Yeah. Um, I was quite happy doing that, you know, yeah. I loved it. And then uh, she's had ill health. Mm. And um, at first, she cut down the number of gigs she did, and then she declared that she was going to retire mm. and it was kind of like shit I'm I don't want to, to go don't, to stop back to yeah. Manchester yeah yeah you know I, I was you know I was happy the fact that I can get a, a 15 minute bus ride for two pound yeah or whatever it was at the point one pound sixty into town go see some bands go get drunk yeah walk home with that kind of, you know convenience easy yeah it was great instead of a, a bus into town an hour train to Manchester. Yeah. The last train and as well, trying to get that back. The last train, which we've I, all been I there. Missed, I missed it many, many we've times. We've all been there. Everybody's been there. Me being the idiot I am, <laughs> if I miss the train, right, what am I going to do for six hours? Pop. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go back. And of course, uh, I would basically do an all nighter drinking and spend a fortune. We've all been there. That last train oh, I yeah. now. We've all been there and trying yeah. to like go. Can I catch the the encore? Can I catch the thing? And you're trying to yeah. time it, like yeah. But by this point, uh, we'd had the we'd had the final. We'd, we'd it was about a year or two. No, it was about two years after the financial crash. Okay. Um, the gigs generally weren't quite as well attended sure. as they were. Anyway, but. Um, I didn't want to go back to Manchester for the convenience, for the inconvenience. Yeah, I yeah. didn't want to go back to Manchester. God, I don't know if I could afford to go out yeah, to yeah. Manchester anymore. Yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, I said, the, the financial crash made a big change. Yeah. So, when she declared that she was... Um, to retiring and that's kind of... I, I, I went to her and I said, look, right, I'm, I, I, I want to pick up the baton. And uh, at the time, admittedly, she she did she um she actually let it be known to people that oh I didn't take on the whiplash name because but there was, was a passion there. of the torch there was a passion of the yeah. torch and she actually you know she actually said to people look I'm retiring but Andy who's working for a couple of years yeah you know, that confidence yeah yeah he's he's gonna do something yeah and yeah. I did I must admit I started I started off a lot smaller than what she was doing at the time because at the end of the day. Well, you'll just learn. I was just learning it. And even learned. though I'd worked with her, uh, I wasn't. It's it, it. It wasn't a case of she said it was right. I'm retiring, uh, and I took. You know, I oh, I don't know what I was to say. What I'm trying to say. Okay. Basically, uh, it wasn't like an apprenticeship period as such. It was literally sure. Right. I'm I'm retiring in a couple of months. Uh, and this is all stopping, and then I was like, hang on, can I... Yeah, just, you know, is it okay yeah. if I start? Yeah. Yeah, you know. just to, when you finish, but I'll start. Yeah, wasn't, yeah. 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 The, the timescale wouldn't have allowed for it to actually teach me everything, so I still yeah. taught, taught myself virtually everything I know. But, um, 
that's a, I got here blessing. Sure. It's a nice thing to have. Yeah, yeah. Um, Salzburg means something as well, especially for yeah. a band that's going to come over from Europe or something and they've yeah. got to speak to them. You know, oh, yeah. if, if, if Sal gives you the nod, then that's going to, that's going to mean no, uh, no well. Even like. to the day, we've still got a, a, an ongoing joke. Uh, so if I put on someone who she put on back in the day, she'll message me and say, well, you stealing my bands? They're my boys. <laughs> my boys. Yeah. And Sal, that's one of the reasons she was, she was so successful. She genuinely seen them as my boys. Yeah. You know, she looked after them. Yeah. She was a mother figure in that respect. Yeah. Like, so, so you kind of go, okay, I'm going to start doing this now. Um, I'm going to start kind of becoming what I want to do with the scene. What was the first show where it was like, no safety net now? Um, now it's you. you it, was, it, was all, it was all a bunch of... Um, it was a bunch of uh, a Birmingham band who bailed on me the day before. I can't even remember what it was. Sure. Like called now, because I was talking about a decade ago. Yeah, um, that's the deep end though, right away. You get yeah. used because that's going to happen and you're going to have your headliners yeah. cancelled. I, I didn't have the balls to go international yet, but I, yeah. I, right from my first gig, I don't think I've ever done more than a handful of gigs which, you know, in, in my entire career of doing it. And I've done yeah. about 300 shows at this point, something like that. Yeah. Um, I might count one day, you know. <laughs> um, you just go through the flyers. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think I've only got a, literally a handful of shows that all the bands are local. Yeah. yeah. Weirdly, even though I want to support the local scene, yeah. because the local scene is, it, especially when I first, actually, I had to mm. go looking for it. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't particularly prevalent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And basically, that's something I'm very conscious of. I I don't just want to get the local scene big. I want bands to come to Liverpool. I want Liverpool, to be, as I say, to be on. Yeah, is it, but there's no reason why they can't. The two are not mutually exclusive. The two can oh, be yeah. combined. You know, you could bring oh, yeah. an international act. Yeah, and have some great Liverpool bands support them, yeah. and then everybody wins. Local oh, support yeah. is like you know the, the the stepping stone to making carving out a band yeah. sort of you know get used to playing a bigger crowd, oh, yeah. a bigger setup. Da, 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 you know. Oh yeah, that's that's how it works. But I yeah. mean, it's I always right from my first gig made the point of. As I said to myself, every show has got to have. Right, every single got to show be, has yeah. got to have at least one band from out of town and one band. Yeah, it was local. Yeah. Now I must admit, as time's gone up, I've kind of changed my perception of what local okay. from just Liverpool right. to really considering part of the reason is because I don't want to go to Manchester. Yeah. I now consider when it comes to the resource of bands, as such, anything in the in the northwest is sure. fair game. I'm a, to be termed as local because it turns out that we have got quite a, a close knit community. Yeah. Um, because of the internet and things, because back when I started, the internet was becoming. We're talking what Facebook. Uh, I I uh, my Facebook account. I started my Facebook account in two thousand and seven, according to Facebook. Right. So at this point, around Facebook, that time, Facebook had been a thing for about two years. Maybe, yeah. Because people, especially people that promote and stuff, uh, Facebook existed, but it it wasn't as useful as a tool as maybe it is now because there wasn't a lot of people on it. Yeah. You know, it took a while for it was a growing for the, thing to the, the average person in the street to to get yeah. onto that as well. It was an emerging yeah. thing, yeah. like yeah. So. At that point, it was an amazing thing, mm. and local scene was local as in it was Liverpool. Right. Because now, thanks to that, I can honestly, hand on heart, stand up and say my local scene is the northwest, and it covers what it's 
well, 70 miles that way. Yeah. Because we're on the coast, uh, none of that. <laughs> and then what? It's about, it's about 40 miles yeah. south. And it's about, what? It's about 100 miles north. Yeah. And back to the northwest. And yeah, that's yeah. our local scene. Sure, sure. And it's like, thanks to the technology, I've got friends who are good fucking friends who I speak to yeah. in person regularly. Yeah. Who live up there. Now, yeah. I know to your... To your, to, to your American listeners, that's going to sound weird. Because yeah, because you're not even halfway across Texas. No, <laughs> yeah, no. you're not even the third of the way across. Yeah. Texas. but what 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 Andy's explaining is that basically, if you take the the the, the picture of a map of Britain on the uh, the sort of the, the west side and then a little bit north where this sort of just before we get to to Ireland. The, that's a, it's a, like a long sort of spit of uh, of land, and it goes all the way to maybe as south as Wales, you know, and and then all the way up to north and 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 beyond. Is quite a certainly if you take away the metal side of it, from, just from a musical point of view, that's a massive hive of where a lot of music was created. Yeah. As given away from uh, London, that was a massive hive of where, especially you know, uh, for, for metal. Certainly in the northwest, that's a big remit, and then I think I think local bands and local scene is is sometimes subjective as well and, and what but, but i mean by that is the um local could even go as far as manchester when you're talking to someone from europe yeah. you know so it's yeah. it's it's more a kind of case of uh local is can you get there in about sort of an hour to I'd say that's yeah. roughly speaking. That I puts said, you. I said, yeah, local. Is, yeah, local was anything within local. It's now anything within about an hour, yeah. hour and a bit journey. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. So when so when you start to put bands on, and you start to kind of you, you you're trying to get some international people in, you're trying to get people out from the outside the area as well as as those type of things. What were the first sort of things that you had problems with? Uh, I mean, attendance is going to be tough because you know coming out of a financial crisis, yeah. music rapidly changing how people t- t- uh, you know embrace music and the live scene. What were the what were the first sort of challenges you found? Uh, well, actually, my, my, my attendances were very very good because mm. I said I already knew you knew the, the you knew the I niche. Knew, I knew the niche, yeah. I knew the people, mm. uh, and as Sal has always said, she's uh, Sal is me, me and Sal get on for sure yeah. music wise, yeah, and she's always. Even now, she's trying to, she laughs. I said, of all the metal that she knows, she's probably not met anyone who's got music taste as almost identical to her. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, um, so I already, I already knew, I said, I knew the niche, I knew the rudimentaries of how to do it. Yeah. I knew lots of the local bands and this, but I knew all the punters used to go to the, the existing gigs. Yeah. Um, but something Sal didn't embrace social media and Facebook at that right. point was I know we've just talked about it being a new thing but I embraced it in a big way sure. at the time and it was like uh, yeah I, I I did that and I, over the next couple of years as Facebook become more and more integral to people's lives mm. it was it went phenomenally for me yeah and I did uh, I did all I did all sorts of stuff I was really proud of like the first two two and a half years of Death Wave uh, I went from strength to strength to strength Um. And it was like amazing. Like yeah. I, I, I had the, like uh, no, Alyssa who's in Arch Enemy. Yeah. I, I had the Agonist, her previous band for sure. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had them play for me in Liverpool on their last UK tour before she left. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. You know. What 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 some uh, people maybe don't realise certainly um, from the uh, booking and promoting thing is an incredible amount of booking is the relationship between you 
and the band itself. Yeah. An incredible amount of it. Yeah. To the point where when a, a, an agent will book a tour and a cycle, they will look for the people that the band like to work with. The venue sometimes moves down the list. Yeah. You know, if you, it's like, okay, well, how big's the venue? It's whatever. But the first question normally asked is, who is who's running the show? Who's the booker? Yeah. Because that will tell you a lot of what you need to know. And getting someone like that at that level it means that that's a stamp of approval for you and what I imagine to happen then is that you because you generated these relationships with people is that eventually um, other bands heard about that well we're looking to do a cycle we're going to go right okay have you got anything in the northwest? Uh, yeah there's a person I want to speak to Andy because yeah. he's and, and if this get, is before the venue that. and everything yeah. else, it's like yeah. this this guy's the guy to speak yeah. to. So did you find people were approaching you? How much hunting did you have to go for bands and how much was uh, it reciprocated? I, I hardly had to do any hunting at all. Wow. And even now, I hardly do any hunting. What I do is, if I want a band, I want to do something, I... I don't necessarily... I can I either... I'll sit there and say, right, I fancy doing this. Yeah. I'll say... Fancy doing a brutal death battle uh, game. I love that. I just, I just uh, picture the scene of you sitting in, in a house and why you've got a pipe, I don't know, but you have a pipe and you're like, I should do a brutal death metal well, show. I love that. What I'm normally I'm not a very good superman. I haven't got a cash, so I've got, I've got this really neurotic border collie. So mm. what I'll do, I'll sit there stroking your beard with one hand, stroking the dog's head with the other one. Yeah. I'm just... <laughs> With really slow doom metal playing in the background. Like, That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should. But it's, it's, you know, it must be a really nice situation to be into where you are, you are the, the whole thing. You know, if you, yeah. I want to do this show, I'd like to put on a yeah. brutal death metal show and I know what yeah. I want and I want to put it on and I know there's people yeah. that would come to. That's a really nice position well, to it, be it in. It is. It's a lovely position to be in. Um, it kind of, it sounds like a strange thing to say or it certainly sounds strange to me. Yeah. It never ceases to, to, to surprise me yeah. how much like power and influence I have to make that happen. Yeah. It's, I don't particularly view myself yeah. as... Um, as we were gonna, I was gonna get into when I was saying about the, uh, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel I've ever been a particular success. Yeah, uh, that was gonna be so that was gonna be a thing I was gonna ask. That, so when you're doing the shows, when did you think I can do this? When you think, you know what, this this has gone well and it's been a success. Did you have that um, straight away? No, 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 it took me years. Yeah. And it was like, uh, I said, I'm still, there's so much more, I still feel, uh, to a certain degree, I can feel like, I'm good at what I do. Right. I know, I, I know how to put a game together. There's nothing wrong with but, saying that as well. Yeah. There's no, uh, to anybody that doesn't know Andy, Andy, Andy could be more self-deprecating <laughs> and could be no, no, more, more humble. So when he says, I'm good at something, he, he, it's almost like he has to force himself to say it. But he is, because that's why we're talking now. Because yeah. if he wasn't, we wouldn't be. Um, so yeah, um, so it took a couple of years of you making some mistakes yeah. and getting some things wrong. I, I still make mistakes. That's the thing is, <laughs> yeah, what I'm about yeah. to say is, yeah. I still feel I could do so much better. Sure. But it's like, uh, I've got a full-time job, I've mm-hmm. got, uh, you know, I haven't got, I've never, I don't do it for the money, but yeah. it would be nice if I made some money. Yeah. Because I'm not, I don't do it for money, mm. but if I made money, 
it would give me more money to pop back into it. You could, yeah, you, yeah. Given, given, I think that's very interesting that you say that it, it, it's like the first thing you would do if you made a, a, like crazy profits is that you would immediately invest it back into something. I think that's very yeah. telling that about yeah. the motivation to do it in the oh, beginning. Yeah. It's like um, I had a slight off thing. Um, I had a, a motorcycle accident in November. Okay. okay. Uh, some silly woman smashed me off my bike. And right. Luckily, I bounced. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. the bike didn't make it. Right. Um, and I'm doing all the. I'm basically, I'm having to sue her for. Not sure. sue her, but sue the. Um, the With the insurance and, and the. Yeah. And it, I've already decided I want to buy a new bike. Right. But. Um, Wow. I, I've already decided I'm going to spend about half the money I get because I'm expecting a few, quite a bit yeah. of money. Not, not mega money, but yeah. more money than I'd normally have in my back pocket. Right. At least half of it's going to go on gigs. Wow. No, I've already decided. That's I don't know how much fantastic. I'm getting, but uh, whatever I get, half of it, I'm just straight away. That's, that's going to go in Extra big money. That's amazing. That's, a, um, that's, the, that's the, you know, to anybody who thinks that the scene's dead and there's no support of that, I think... I think we've already we 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 I think we've already quite easily established that that is not the case at all. Like, so, so did you ha- did you ever have that epiphany where you were like, I can do this, and this has been a success, and I sit back at the end of the night. Yeah, I, 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 I have, but I've never had the epiphany where it's like the whole thing, like, oh wow, it's Flaws, more like yeah. it's little little bit here. Like, I'll have a, I'll have I'll have a gig, and I'm like, wow, that that went. I'm always surprised. That's like, yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, like, that's like one of the best nights of my life. Wow! Like uh, of all things, um, like fair, little things like the first time I sold out uh, a venue, okay. like that. And so, what was, was the first venue you sold out? Uh, I sold out the Lomax. Okay. So, um, what's the cap for the Lomax, or was then? It was about hundred and thirty. Yeah. I'd say yeah, hundred and thirty, hundred and fifty yeah. people. Yeah, I'd say yeah. yeah. Which, which to you know, to, to maybe some people listening there to play like two, three thousand rooms, um, that's still a lot of people for a niche. Yeah. Music, you know, yeah. uh, with where I imagine two or three bands or one or two bands that maybe some people haven't even heard. You know, yeah. that's a uh, that's quite a, that's quite a quite a. And did you like? Was it was it a moment or did you just go okay? I'm sort of listening. No, it was a moment because basically it was like. Uh, I had enormous fun. I was drunk. Yeah, yeah. I, I spent all night running round. Yeah, I know everybody, or you know, mm. even the people who don't know me. Oh, John, did you get introduced to me by yeah, some yeah. doors and stuff? And I literally spent the entire show just talking to people and greeting people and just yeah. Uh, you know, I got, got, got so many drinks bought for me, and I said, "I'm happy to rat off." And the end of the night, I sat down. <laughs> I was like. This is yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was that, that was intense. That was like but wow. But that's that's like you know then that, that's power that because then you go and you know do you know what I can do this. I proved I can do this. People will come to the show. There is a scene. Let's build now. You can start to you yeah. you've got your fort set. You can start yeah. to go conquer. You know. Oh yeah. But like um, one of the great one of the things I, I realized is like I didn't get it when when I was working for Sally. I used to enjoy the gigs, enjoy the people. Yeah. Uh, but when I started doing it myself, something I very quickly learned, which like even now when I get a massive buzz from, is there's nothing more satisfying than at the end of a night, after, especially after a really good, good show. Mm. <clears throat> Starting outside and watching people go home. Yeah. It sounds like, like, what? No, they come out with big grins on their face. And, like, sure. Little, little groups of people who come to the gate and they're all talking, like they're all buzzing. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm still sitting there thinking, all these people. They've had a br- 
didn't like that. Yeah. They look up clans that these people will be sat there in the pub ten years from now. Like, Talking about that. Do you remember that time we went and watched such and such? Uh, yeah. And like, that was a brilliant gig, that. And yeah, it's like, yeah. it makes me happy yeah, yeah. to make all these people happy. And it's just like, I made that happen. And it's like, yeah, it's not like an ego, was it? No, oh, no, no. no. It's just no like, yeah, you can see that, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I made that happen. That's that brilliant. feels great. That's brilliant. So when, it, say I'm... Say I'm a I'm I'm a promoter, but uh, I want to. I I live in the outskirts of whatever or whatever it is in whatever country, and I want to to do what you've done now, knowing what you know and what uh, sort of tools you do uh, we have at our disposal. How would someone do that? If I'm sitting in uh, Michigan or I'm sitting in Minneapolis or I'm sitting in uh, you know some uh, in France or whatever it may, whatever you think in every small area. Uh, I want to start my own show. I want to. Where where would someone start? Um, I want to put my metal shows on, and I want to. I want to support the scene. Where? How do you start? Is it a venue? Is it? Is it okay? I need to find a place. Um, I'd say you need four things first before you do anything. Is sit down and say to yourself, "Why do I want to do this?" Because I know it sounds like a strange thing. No, no. What's the motivation to do? What's the what's your motivation? Because. A lot of people want to be famous, they want to have power and influence, mm. or they think they'll make loads of money, which, you know, I, I, I could make loads of money doing what I do. I don't, because of I don't uh, the way I work it. Yeah. I, I've had people say, my, my ticket price is low, some of the lowest in the country, and it's like, well, yeah, because I, I, I make it, I, I put, I put the, It makes it accessible, yeah. Enough, enough I, I, I'd rather have a room full of happy people if I, you know, pay pay the bands, and I get drunk. Yeah, brilliant. You know, you know I I put I put on shows, so I can see bands get drunk. Right. And it's and that works out pretty that, well. That works out yeah, pretty well. That works out pretty well. You know. Now, if you wanna, I don't know, if you wanna meet famous people, you wanna meet your idols. Don't do it. Because right. Sooner or later, you know, most of them will be lovely. Sooner or later, you'll meet someone you admire. You, you know. And they'll be an arsehole. Right. And it'll just ruin things for you. You'll be able to listen to that yeah. in the same way. Stay, stay as a fan. Yeah. If, if that's why you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. If you want to do it uh, to support your band, no. Probably. Concentrate, yeah. concentrate on being a good band because okay. I see most other people who get into promoting mm. do it via. I'm in a band and I want to. The only way I can get a show to perform my band is to, but yeah. 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 No, um, don't do that because you find well, I've I've been asked a few by a few people. Would I be considered? You know, uh, would I specifically? I've been asked a couple of times. You know, we're looking for a frontman. Uh, right. Would you be interested in coming and being a frontman for our band? Okay. And it's like, but it's really a backdoor to go. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But if we have Andy do being a frontman, yeah. he's going to get us gigs and we get all yeah. his connections. And yeah. Things. I said I'm. I actually hate being on stage. But the <laughs> uh, thing is, it's the I've got loads of connections. I'm I'm quite personable. And yeah. I have a, a lot of like personality kind of thing. Sure. So as a frontman, that's quite desirable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weirdly, no one ever asked if I could fucking sing. Like, but, uh, <laughs> it know. doesn't matter. No. Yeah. But it's yeah, it puts you across purposes. It puts yeah. you kind of like it's a conflict yeah. of interest yeah, almost. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I've tried to explain that to a load of people in the past, mm. and don't really a lot understand. Of people don't seem to understand. Yeah. That. Yeah. Oh, that's it. The other one is if you want to do it to make money. The spoilers, there is no yeah. money. Yeah, there is not, no. not doing this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want to go and do it in like, well, 
other aspects of the music industry. Right. Because the nice thing is, if you know how to put a metal gig together, I can put together any kind of gig. Mm. On the back of Death Wave, I have earned ten times more money outside the metal scene. Yeah. Than I have in the metal scene. I've yeah, I do a lot of the crews that I talk to say that their best paydays are, are outside of the of yeah. that ones where they work with pop yeah. acts and, yeah. and more Well I've I have stage managed Kylie Minogue sure. and Elton John. Sure. And, <laughs> okay, and we should have started yeah. with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So Oh well, hold on, hold on. So okay, normally I'm I'm the, my job is to meant to blindside you into yeah. truth. Now you've just gone and put oh. that in the mix. So, so hold on, how the how do we get from Andy doing uh, niche death metal, brutal death metal shows to 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 okay, you're going to be stage managing Elton? Like you know how do, how does that happen? It's because it someone recognises your ability to put on a show and, and put things and organise things. It's just because. Um... Yeah, through doing various things, I've got talking to people mm. in the industry as a, as a whole. Yeah. And I've seemed to have developed a bit of a, a reputation in general as a guy who kind of gets stuff gets done. Gets it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, I've, 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 I've done all sorts of stuff. It's like, but I've also I've made a point of um, way, way, way back when I was, like... You know when I was talking about the days where I was about about well, about eighteen, nineteen, yeah, going yeah. to Manchester all the time. Yeah. I, I was working a doorman okay. stuff like that. So I you know, uh, I was doing security so I experienced security doing the doors. Sure. Uh, You've learned a lot of facets of yeah. it, like yeah. yeah. Thing, I've worked I've worked bars, I've mm. uh, I've done stage management, yeah, I've done yeah. I said I've, I've done promo. Uh, and it's like I've just everything else has kind of fed back into Yeah everything yeah so i can literally do with the exception of sound and light yeah i can do virtually anything my yeah uh, my old boy used to tell a story he was in the fire service right. and he told the stories like he used to have a tender truck and it'd be like 10 guys would look after the, the fire engine and uh, they trained for weeks and everybody would have a number one to ten yeah. he'd be number five yeah and he trained for weeks and weeks and weeks and on this one particular aspect of it, he would do something with this. And then the, this week rolls around and the lead officer comes in. He goes, OK, uh, five swaps with two, uh, three swaps with seven, 11 swaps with... Da, 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 and he would mix all numbers up. Yeah. And the job was then, OK, uh, hold on, now I don't know. So he had to learn that other guy's yeah. job. So all yeah. eventually all 10 guys, 11 guys, would know everybody else's job. And yeah. that's what I think probably the reason why you would get asked to do stage management stuff. Because now... You understand what the security guy needs to speak yeah. and the vernacular and the buzzwords that he needs to hear. Yeah. You'll understand what a press agent will be, will want when you go, okay, are you doing, you're doing press, okay, I know what they're going to be wanting because you've yeah. done that role. And yeah. People realize, don't realise that sometimes someone who's like a, a TM, a tour manager or something like that or a stage manager for a, a, has probably done the roles that he's got other people doing or she's yeah. got other people yeah. doing and that makes it a lot easier to talk to because you can cut to the chase very quickly uh, you can use the buzzwords like I say in the vernacular yes. of how to speak to those people and very quickly you you, you rise up because there's some people who don't if you quite quite often someone who's running something maybe has an issue with security that issue can become massive if they don't know how to address that and who to speak to yes. and how um, that become become suddenly become a real bone of contention. Um, it can upset people and that type of thing. So, I totally understand why someone would have picked you up for, to to do Kylie, uh, to, so to speak, uh, to 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 stage manage that because yeah. there's a set of skills that you've spent yeah. over those years acquiring. Yeah, yeah. 
And as I, as I, as I, going back to the thing about essentially somebody who, you know, if you want to make money, yeah. that's what you do. Once you've laid out to put a show on, as I call it, the nuts and bolts, the, the whole industry, all the way across, works roughly the same. Yes. Yeah. You said the vernacular. Scales up or down. It scales up or down, but essentially works exactly the same. Yeah. If you work with Kylie, uh, well, what I do on a, I've got a team of about four people mm. to run our shows, but our shows on average, are a capa- well, biggest capacity show I've ever done is like what about six hundred capacity. Right. But I'm happy with that. Yeah. But if I, if I'm working with Kylie, uh, oh, actually no, better than that. Uh, I want uh, a couple of years ago. I was the staff manager okay. for the bar staff at Download. Okay. So what's that? What's that mean? What does what's 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 that actually mean? That means I'm the boss of all the bar staff. As in, I've got to recruit them. Uh, make from sure, scratch. From you, scratch. Make sure the trade payroll uh, uh, that type of thing. All the yeah. No, I don't do the payroll myself. I'm thinking more kind of like, like you're making sure they're getting paid. Making sure they're getting paid. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's that, yeah. Wow. So, what's the lead time on something like that then? So, your downloads um, in June, July, whatever, August, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's about about three months, four months. So you've got yeah, four yeah. months, and yeah. it's you to put together a team of like, say, how many people? Uh, one hundred eighty-three people. <laughs> one hundred eighty-three yes. people. Biggest crowd I think I've ever had. Maybe had fifty. Yeah. Got, so one hundred eighty-three people. Hundred eighty-three personalities. Hundred eighty-three well, problems. Not just of I. Not just of I. Got to find hundred eighty-three personalities. Yeah. I've got to find hundred eighty-three personalities. You've got to go and live. In a muddy field. Yeah, yeah. For a week. Yeah, because it's not three days to the festival. I'm still go to work every fucking day. Yeah, yeah. So what? I mean, Christ. To to the. I'm just thinking. You must have to deputise an enormous amount of stuff. You must. Uh, yeah. You know, you're not going to be standing behind yeah. about arms folded. Oh, no, no, so, no. You know, I deputise to... a, a fair bit. Yeah. It's just the fact that. But did you find then? In your mind, you can hark back to the time you just scale it all down yeah. to the shows yeah. you run. Okay, this is going to be yeah. a problem if they run out of this particular booze and the da 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 da. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't do the the stock management for the booze. Someone else yeah. did that. But end of the day, I've still got to be able to turn around and say, right. Uh, yeah. You know. We've got a problem with X. Need to go, you know, go and speak to this yeah, person. Yeah. Because at the festival, how big the festival? Do, you know, how many staff yeah. does, it, does it take to put together? Christ, yeah, yeah. I've got 183 staff, plus me, and I've got yeah. two deputies with me. Every department's got that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we're talking what they've got about two, two and a half thousand staff. At yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. Morning. For like 120,000 people yeah. plus, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and of course, it's all muddy. There's loads of people, yeah, yeah, yeah. and if 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 the person I need to speak to is on the other side of the festival, uh, it'll take me about half an you hour. You get in your golf cart or whatever yeah, to, or to you, go yeah, find and them. Off you go and find them. people. Yeah. Forget that, like you know. Yes, we live in modern times where you can literally FaceTime someone. Yes, you can do that. That exists. Yeah. But trust me when I say this. There is probably two or three guys holding those stages together, and there'll yeah. be old veterans who've been there yes. since Monsters of Rock. I think Snowy, guy uh, called he does some stuff with there, mm. with that. and these are older guys because sometimes technology doesn't solve the problem. Well, when you're living in a field, technology. Yeah, it kind of craps out straight craps away. Out. Yeah, like if you can't get a signal or your phone dies or whatever, and yeah. and sometimes you just have to. It's reliant on your relationship and your ability as a human being to communicate with. Someone. You might have uh, someone's management coming over who don't even speak the language properly, like yeah. speak very cod yeah. English, like you know. Yeah. And you've got to solve these these problems can't be solved oh, with yeah. technology. Well, 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 that was you, you hit the nail on the head. The reason I had my job is because. 
um, I worked for somebody else. Right. And and they got a job with um, the agency that was running the bars. Yeah. And he was entirely, completely, totally reliant on um, technology. He yeah. never put a tent up. Yeah, physically just... Never, physically, yeah. never physically put a tent up. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, you can watch how to do it on Google, yeah. on YouTube, I'm no, sure. I work, doing yeah, it. But yeah. I, I worked for him yeah. in Liverpool in a venue. Right. I was um, I was his security manager mm. at Cream. Okay. Cream is if there's a... Uh, uh, like if metal and download and, and that type of thing and bloodstock uh, cream is that uh, pop popular music sort of dance music equivalent it's yeah. huge massive club uh, very popular people come from all over the world you know like if you imagine a, a beta and that type of thing it's like that type of thing with with, with guest DJs and stuff it was yeah. it was it's still is it's huge but it was absolutely huge yeah, around that time that's three, a three and a half three and a half thousand capacity venue yeah with well. a different set of problems yeah. but still and, problems uh, it was only open one day a week, mm. and that day, it was it was full. We had the yeah. full and it's madness. Every madness. single week, yeah. we had the pretty much the full three and a half thousand capacity. Yeah, and I he was the he wasn't the owner. He was the venue manager. Right, and I I started working for them just at, on the security team. Yeah, and through my various skills and abilities and stuff, within the space of about nine months. I ended up officially my title was something like security manager or something yeah, yeah. like that. But I, I essentially became his right hand man in the venue. It's yeah, like yeah. I did all sorts. It's funny how you find that, that like the the words tour manager or stage manager are very broad. Yeah. That's a broad remit that is. It really yeah. is big. Like, you know, so you can be like project manager, venue manager, and they all have like and you've you have i I've, I've met tour managers that do very sort of microcosm stuff. I've got yeah. my tour managers that do very broad stuff. Yeah. And you find that like some some things that one stage manager will do, another stage manager wouldn't dream of doing, you yeah. know, and, and, and yeah. it's, a, it's a weird sort of dynamic that takes place. And what and a, a lot of shows that uh, people unfamiliar maybe with what goes on at a, at a larger show of like, say, you know, two, three thousand and above sort of bigger caps where you're managing large groups of people is the several teams of people yeah. and the communication between them is absolutely vital because things can change on a dime. They really can, you know, yeah. security issues and, and you know, uh, sound issues and things with the bands running late and that's everything. And everything's timed and tried to run at a time. So we all have the same time sheet about when, how long things are run. But if there's a problem, that can suddenly become massive. And if you imagine that most of the time there's a couple of teams, there's about three or four people who will gather around and have to figure that problem out. Like, and yeah. you were one of those people that would go, okay, yeah. tonight we're doing this, 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 we're going to have a problem with this. Basically, and, yes. And uh, I said, even though uh, uh, my official uh, title was, I was one of two security managers, but by the time I finished up there, I hadn't done any anything to do with the security, security at all. Months. Yeah, yeah. Or the security manager. You're De Niro in Casino when he goes, yeah. we're changing your name to the food and beverages yeah. manager, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just avoid that, yeah. Whatever exactly. it takes, yeah, yeah. But like, um, <laughs> I, it was whatever he needed doing. Yes, whatever, whatever he's do. doing, yeah. Um, because... Uh, I'll say his name Chris because I can't. I doubt he's going to listen to this. Cause it was a dance club. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Shout out to Chris yeah. for doing Chris. But like, yeah. um, he he was a good guy. Yeah. But also, he was in the office 
Yeah. He was a manager in the purest form of being a manager. As yeah, in, uh, he was just spreadsheets and sitting spreadsheets down. Spreadsheets yeah. and sitting down. Yeah, and he 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 left Cream mm. and went to work for this agency and took me with him because because good people are good yeah. people. Yeah, and he realised that um, yeah he'd never even I had to teach him how to pull a tent up because he yeah, all of a sudden he'd he, he, he got this job where he was in he was ultimately in charge and he did about four festivals and he was just like Do you know what fuck that. I'll let you be in charge. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll stay in the. What office. you'll often find is that yeah. the crew stay together. Yeah. And someone who has like a good relationship with you will, will pull you onto other projects. Yeah. It just happens all the time, like because like good people are good people. It's as simple oh, as yeah. that. Like you know, we'll find a place yeah. for you. Yeah. And uh, of all things, uh, no, none of your rings, but you know, yeah, don't. Do I know yeah. the name rings a bell? Yeah, yeah. I'll talk to you about that later. There's an enormous amount of stuff going off, off yeah. mic on this. So that was, was that the second thing you wanted to say or the third thing? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, um, do you know what? I've forgotten what thing No, no. Um, no, the other ones is um, way, way, way back. So yeah, here's okay. after a huge tangent. Yeah, that's like, okay. We're driving yeah, right back round. So your first thing mm. is sit down and decide why do you want why? to do it. Why? Why you want to do it? Then the second um, thing was se- to... second one is go to gigs. Mm. Go to local gigs or localish and get to know the people. Yeah. Um, find out if there's already somebody doing it in your area. Um, instead of turning around, oh, this is going to sound like a very strange thing, but okay. if you really want to become a promoter or, or an event manager, as it were, that's the official term. Sure. Um, if you're really interested in it, right, you want to help your scene, you want to get things going, find out. First, put a call, find out if there's someone already doing it and, and get in touch with them and say, look, right, I want to do this, but if you're already doing it, what can we do yeah. What can I do to... Good care to see, yeah. Not, not just as care. He turn around and have the conversation with them and, you know, how do you do it? Um, mm. If I start up something, am I going to step on your toes? Is it going to somehow, yeah, yeah. Because you don't know, you know I'm assuming, you, you know, you might, not nece- you might not necessarily know who this person is. They yeah. might have been doing it for donkey's years. Yeah. If you're... They might be... They might... They might be... Inter- they might be willing to teach you. Sure. Um, you know, you could learn so much. You know, is they could be look. You know, turn t- t- around and, or would you be happy with with yourself? You know, you want to start something, but it's possible for you to turn around and say to for if there is someone in your area, to say to them, "How about I work with you?" Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily work for you, because yeah. if you're happy to do that, do that. If you, but again, that's why the first question was, "Why do you want to do it?" Yeah. The the it might you doing starting up might not be the. I know, you know, it's you know, maybe a leap too far. It might be a leap too far. Smaller step is to go. Okay, you know, so say someone's listening now and they are from Liverpool and they'll go, uh, and they go, okay, I I've listened to what Andy says. I'm going to come to him, and and say, listen, I want to I support the scene. I want to actually actively get out and do yeah. that. What what would they, what would you need someone? What do you need someone to do? What 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 would they be doing? Is it a case so of if someone did that? Um, it's no. It's general. It's stuff like um, I said. I've got a small team myself. Yeah. I've got a guy. You know, I started off going back to, to Sal. Mm. I was head door guy. Mm. You know, I'm a big intimidator. You saved your apprenticeship almost. I, I didn't yeah. save my apprenticeship. No, I ran head door. Mm. It, it doesn't sound like a big thing, but 
It is. Yeah. And I've got a guy who runs my door. I've got a photographer yeah. who does my photography. You have I've, a sound guy that you regularly yeah. use. And yeah. I've got, I've got a guy who does me posters and yeah. stuff like that. And I, I used to have a girl who admittedly, uh, she's from Poland, she's moved back to Poland. Sure. Um, and what she used to do is she was she did the hospitality. Yeah. Especially when I was dealing with bigger bands. Yeah, like, yeah. Because I've had for me and things. Yeah. So there's an expectation from the rider of, yeah. of, you know, at least a fair amount of hospitality, yeah. you know. Uh, but what, what Andy means when he says hospitality as well for the, the uninitiated is the... It's not just a case of the band turns up and goes into a room and sits there until they come out the show, then come out the show, do the show, and then go back on the bus or back on the in the hotel room. There's a, there's a period of time, so you'll go, and they may even have press. There may be people who yeah. want to speak to them and what have you, and they have to be kind of like, you know, they, they, they're not from here, they're, they're not familiar with the venue, they're not familiar with where everything is, where the toilets are, what the Wi-Fi password is. These things have to be explained, and you can do stuff with, with posters and what have you and, and, and signage, but there needs to be someone who goes, hello, my name's so-and-so, yeah. I'm representing the, the yeah. venue if you have any questions. Yeah. I'm going to be looking at these Yeah, questions. parking, yeah. that type of yeah. thing. You know, here's where electrical points are, you know, and that type of thing. Uh, well, at the, at the absolute worst, right, I've spent three months mm. organising this this gig. Mm. I've got uh, I've got to worry about the money. I've got to handle the promotion. I've got to make sure the, everyone gets on stage on time. Yeah. Uh, I've got to make sure the hotels are booked. To be honest, the last thing I want, yeah, halfway through a show where I've got say hundred people in there, um, I don't want Stephen, the the bassist from a gentleman above love, to be <laughs> kicking off and saying, "I'm not happy because there's no vegan food here." Yeah. And when no one told me it's being, yeah, yeah. Like no one said that, and it's just like. Yeah. You know, no disrespect to, yeah, to yeah. Uh, you know, gentle bum love, uh, Stephen, bassists or vegans. Yeah. But at that moment in time, I have better things to do. Yeah, it's not. It's you've got it. You're you're right now. You're driving the train. You don't want yes. someone come to say we're out of coffee. Exactly. You know, you. you I understand. Yeah. yeah. So that's like. I mean, even at a an inverted commas smaller show, there's still. You, you can't. One person can't do everything. No, you can't do it. And you, you do it like say you deputise and you put it in order. So someone may come to you and look. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll look after the hospitality. And I think that's a that will be eye opening to some people who haven't yeah. done that before about the the, the, the minutiae of it. Like yeah. like you say, getting vegan food. What if someone's yeah. got an allergy? Exactly. What if someone did it? There's a whole host of things yeah. that that come with that. Yeah. Like you know, and that's what. Um, is maybe the unseen side of a touring band as well yeah. is that is that there's a lot of stuff that's absolutely nothing to do with music that has to be accounted for. Oh, there is. So I spend as much at, at the big shows on the hospitality, the hotels, mm. and the food and stuff yeah. as I do on actually booking the actual bloody venue. Yeah, and the yeah, because it means that when they go back to the home and and the their agent goes, what do you think of the tour? Yeah. You're not on the naughty list where they go, well, they put us up in this terrible hotel. Yeah. They didn't give us any food. Because yeah. they'll go, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Well, and it scales up. You don't get to Exodus. Well, you don't get to Exodus if you treat those people before Exodus badly. No. You just don't. It's, just, it's, no. sim- it's a simple case of being nice or being a good yeah. person. But, and, it, and it scales right up then because it, it'll keep going. If, you, yeah. if your reputation yeah. is a good promoter and a good sort of booker, it will it will carry on through. So yet yeah, someone could maybe approach you and maybe work with that and be ready. And they, I'm gonna yeah, here's a spoiler for you, the people listening. It's fucking hard work. 
It's okay. really hard work, and it's a bit shit sometimes as well. Lumping stuff round, lifting stuff, cleaning stuff, doing it's, shitty, it's, shitty yeah. jobs. Oh yeah, it's, it's not easy. Some, some of the stuff I've done when when I first came around and said to Sal, uh, she needed someone to cover her door, and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. At that point in my life, at no, at no point did I ever think I would end up hosting. Yeah. At no point in my life did I ever think I'd be stage managing Carly Minogue. Yeah. But also, at no point did I ever think I would be turning down like a very, very well-known Norwegian band yeah. and having a debate with them about why I can't put co- uh, put um, heroin on the rider. <laughs> and it's like, you do know that yeah, I yeah. have, I'm a legitimate company, I have tax returns. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to put a yeah. purchasing heroin for bands yeah. on my tax return. Because the, 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 the sad truth, guys and girls listening there, is that, um, that, it, that, is a, that is a part, unfortunately. There's still yeah. an older school mentality of yeah. that as well. That, that, that is an expectation. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So um, are we up to three or four? I think there's four things you wanted to do. Uh, it was... It was Four, yeah. we, okay, so that was the last um, thing, or are we up to? No, that was okay. only number two. <laughs> <laughs> we want to make sure we get everything. <laughs> we want to make sure we get everything in. So we're on. To, we're on I three. I did say to you, but when we're I'm good. I'm, I'm good. We're, we're going to talk. We're going to talk until we get it done. Yeah. Until we get this done. So we're <laughs> on to three. Yeah. Okay. So the third. Uh, so why you want to do it? Yeah. Why do you want to? Do it? And then go to gigs mm-hmm. and see, find out what watching your scene, but mm-hmm. also while you're at it, find out not just watching the scene. Fa- Get to know the people and find out if you're needed. Sure. It, it sounds harsh to say. But it's an honesty but thing. It's, it's like, an honesty is, thing. Is, is there an actual need for this? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, uh, I did actually said if you find somebody like me, say, who you know, is doing something, mm. come speak to them. Yeah. But if there isn't, what do you do then? Okay. I, you're up to stage three. Start small. What's what small? So, how many people? Uh, what, what size venue? Ideal for starting out, I'd say the ideal size venue is eighty to hundred. Yeah. No more. No, I'd say hundreds, maybe the the line for the first yeah. one. Yeah, for, yeah, for mm. the for, for your first five, unless you you hit upon some kind some of golden, golden formula there, winning, like, yeah. golden formula. Yeah, yeah. Call it first five. Okay. And then what you do is don't turn around and say, right, I'm going to book a gig a month from now. Right. Give yourself a good six months. See, now most people will immediately go, what, six months to plan a show for yeah. 100 people? And, but the, the, the reality is, is, for example, if someone like a, a huge arena touring act like Talica or someone like that, they will almost be a year ahead, maybe sometimes yeah, even about more. About 18 months. Yeah, yeah, even uh, more ahead. Yeah. Because the, of the semantics of, of doing it. So it actually seems pretty reasonable. Yeah. You've got enough time to do the promotion. You've got enough time to do the semantics of, of yeah. actually physically doing I, I won't take a show on normally with less than three months lead time. Yeah. Because that's what it is, the term is lead time. Yeah. That's what do you mean? What do you mean is that basically the, the length of time from you uh, uh, announcing the show's happening to it actually happening. Yeah. Um, and that means that within that time you have to book everything that's why it's a book yeah. you have to book everything you, all the kind of things you have to get organised it includes dealing with problems and people um, you know changing their minds and things and cancellations and that type of thing it also gives people time to plan so if you can't if you go oh, I'm going to put a gig on next week you're not going to get that many people turn up because yeah. you have to get the word out to be even with yeah. social media you still have to get the word I'm, I'm lucky that I've done this long enough and I've got you know 
I've got a decent enough reputation mm. that I can. I can go start to finish. I can book a show. I think of the quickest I've booked a show is in 45 minutes. Wow. And that's everything from... Yeah. The fir- I get to be first, say, someone contacts me and says, right there, uh, wants, you know, this band want to play, to I met, met, contact me venue. Always, always first. Venue po- first, naturally, yeah. Always first point of call, right? If you get a, a, a show, you find a band you want to put on, always your headliner. They are your headliner. They're yeah. the top of the poster. They're yeah, the yeah. one who's going to bring your people in, in theory. The minute you speak to them, second place is find your venue. Mm. You find out find out what what date they've got the, the gig's going to be on. Yeah, ask your venue if they're available. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've not done this before, find out how much. Yeah. Uh, now, bear in mind as well if you're starting up, a lot of venues will be quite cagey. Yeah, it's a relationship yeah. thing again. You yeah, have to, like, you have to kind of go. You have to trust that you're not going to leave the venue trash. Yeah. Da, 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 and that yeah. takes time to build. You have to regularly yeah. do that. You know. Don't be surprised if at first the venue costs more than you expect, or they even ask you to put a deposit, or that you'll even pay the whole fee. It's know. like a hotel room. It's, it's like same. a hotel yeah. room. Yeah. 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 Because they don't know who you are. Yeah. Now I, I can, I can, I can literally shout at venues now. Yeah, <laughs> but, because, well, but, but that's yeah. It, it, that, that's not an Irish thing. That's earned. Yeah. Like we said, that you've yeah. earned the right to be able to go. No, hold on. Yeah. Let's negotiate that because that's yeah, that's too high. Exactly. Because you've got room. Because you're like, listen, I've done plenty of gigs there. And I've always yeah. done well by it. Da, 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 da. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I'm not saying this is an arrogance thing. It no, no, it, it's an end thing. I know what the you know I know what the score is. I've, mm. I've done it enough. Yeah. Um. But I said, and then once you've once you've got your venue, you've confirmed with your your band, then you need to start doing. I said, then you find your support. Yeah. Um. That's why I said a a sit. Give yourself six months because mm. uh, if you're new, you've got to say from the day you decide, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Your first month, six weeks, two months, say, you're going to be find, finding your venue, um, finding your headliner, finding who to put on with them, figuring out, you know. You set yourself up your social media. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you make yourself a Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. your prominence in the brand. Yeah. Build a, a website. Mm. Design a logo. Yeah. Um, already, I mean, this is why it's, this is why it's six months. Yeah. Already, we've got a checklist as long as you yeah. want before we've even yeah we've even yeah. Day, this, is, this is before we put a date. Yeah. This is the setup to do that. Yeah. yeah. You'll spend your first month literally just talking to people. Yeah. About your ideas. Yeah. You know, what you want to do, you know, and this is... And it's because as well that there's an element of, I want to do this, yeah. so this is this. But there's also an element where someone goes, well, actually, what about this? Yeah. And yeah. you're allowed, that, especially if you've got a good crew, is that they'll go, actually, and if we do this, we can do this. And you go, okay, and that changes things. It's, it's, uh, a gig is very much born... Yes. It's very much it's 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 very much a, a, a mutual it, it thing with many fathers. Conceived, it's grown, and then it, uh, yeah, know, it, it, then the show's the birth. Yeah. yeah, it's and it's and it's very much kind of a, so you have you obviously then have this cachet of kind of um, people you crew. You've spoke about the, the four or five people you have with you. You obviously you got the connection with several venues. You also have a, a, a little group of bands then that you will go to. So yeah. say for example, let's say we talked about Exodus. We'll say say you get Exodus again. Yeah. And then you, you must have in your mind already while you're having the conversation with exes to agents about getting them at the show, yeah. you'll already go, I know who's going to work with this. 
Yeah. So the question begs then, how does someone, if they were in the, on the scene, how do they get on that list where, they, where, you're, where they're considered to be a support for a larger band? See, the way I do it is um, I, I get people to... It's, I get quite a lot of bands who they do lots of... It's, it seems like a silly thing. A lot of them will say, oh, yeah, I've heard, I've heard uh, uh, you know... Uh, do you fancy, fancy putting my band on um, on one of your shows? And I have to shoot, shoot back to them and it's like, oh, who are your band? Yeah. No, give me something to listen to. Because I get lots of um, what they call press kits. Yeah. You no, know, it's got like the history of the band and like, oh, you know, lots of quotes from the press. Yeah. It's like, oh, we've, t- you know, we've done this, we've played here. They call it, these, these are called EPKs or electronic yeah. press kits. Yeah. So basically it's, it's a kind of a, a quick sort of uh, dummy's guide to that particular band. Yeah. They'll have a selection of photos, yeah. a little bio, it'll have like a little history thing, maybe some dates they played, a couple of write-ups, yeah. reviews, and maybe some snippets of music. And they, they basically, that gets yeah. fired out as your first Unfortunately, this I say, unfortunately, if you are, you know, if you're in the media, yeah, they're great. They give you a bit of history of the band. If you're a promoter or a booking agent, they don't do anything because sure, they don't. They very very rarely actually tell you anything useful on a logistical level. Yeah, and of course, yeah. being as an event manager, it's very much from an arts point of view, isn't yes, it? Yeah, it yeah. Is. And as a as a an event manager. The logistical side is the first. Yeah. Thing so what 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 Andy really needs, if you were a band that, that were like saying, okay, I'd really like to play, what Andy really needs to see is things like stage setups. Yes. Uh, things like that is like what can you provide in terms of a backline and and what do yeah. you, you know it's sort of a, it, it's the kind of the gears of things, not the, the it is. Yeah. And then of course there's basics like how many of you are there. Are you a th- yeah. are you a three? Piece? If you're a non tet, I need to yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but are you a three piece or, yeah. or, or are you an eight piece? Yeah, it's a choir. What are we doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Are you? Um, you know, um, is it like Watain is going to be fire and blood yeah. and pig's head stirring? Exactly. What what's going on? Yeah, yeah. And then there's the stuff of where are you coming from. Are you coming? Are you flying over from Japan? Yeah. Or are you coming over from fifty miles away in yeah. Manchester? Yeah. Oh, the other big one is, I'm a metal promoter. And I, I, or I'm a rock and metal promoter, primarily mm. in metal, but I don't, there are promoters who do one specific subgenre. Yeah. I, I, I view rock and metal as a very broad church. Because, because it is. Because it is. Yeah. And I love that about it. Yeah. But that means I put on shows, everything from, you know, alt- Grindcore. To, and, to and Grindcore. Yeah, to everything. everything. Yeah. So I kind of need, you know, it, it's good to send, you know, I, I, quite often bands send, they do, there's two, two sins here. A, in the initial message, you can send me a link. Yeah. But first, in your introduction, tell me what you play. Yeah. And I don't mean I'm the guitarist, I mean we are a classic rock band, we are a death yeah. metal band. Yeah. Because um, I tend to have lists and things. Um, I can get your email. And I can make a note of your name on a list of, say, classic rock. That you need, you need almost need a quick soundbite yeah. so you can identify. So you're like, yeah. we're a dark wave band from uh, St Helens. Uh, yeah. We're we're a six piece band that uh, uh, that regularly play shows in around this area. Yes. and that's pretty much that. That's yeah. what your header would say for that particular yes. band. And then yes, it's pigeonholed, but we have to yeah. because we have to. 
You have to go, yeah. okay, so if I'm bringing in some, a, a band that's like this, okay, what am I looking for? Okay, so yeah. they're, they're more actually, kind of... I actually have databases myself. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I do. If you send me uh, you know, uh, a, a, an email with all this info, and then you, there's a link... Yeah, I'm not going to listen to that. There we go. There. So is everybody because everybody listening here about yeah. how this thing's what? work? Because often I will be I'll be doing stuff like you know, well, as I've, I've spoke about the motorbike action, at the moment I'm having the bus everywhere. I'll be reading the emails on the bus to work. Yeah, not listening to this. Not this, listening this, to this, uh, no. yeah craziness that you put on there. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, or so how does okay? Let's let's turn this almost the other way around. What gets me not on that list? Uh, so first of all, in terms of how they approach you, but then in second of all, what I do with a show. What what am I getting taken off? What am I getting blacklisted? Well, I, I, was about to, I was about to say the biggest okay. sin, the biggest sin that really upset me. Yeah. Is actually, funny enough, is that link. I've just said I'm not going to listen to it. Yeah. But what I do is I will, I will make a note of your name, where you're from, and what kind of stuff you play and I have a list and then when yeah. next time I say to me like, list. I'm you know do you know what I fancy doing a brutal death metal gig who do I know who I can put on it yeah and what I'll do I always like to do say you can't use the same people over and over again but yeah. you get people you enjoy working with so yeah. right ooh, I don't know I'll uh, I'll put I don't know but, uh, I'll put Unfabled Ruination Okay. Cr- cracking London band. Yeah. Bit of a plug there, but they know that. But I'm yeah. all about the plugs, right? Yeah. I'll see what they're doing. They fancy coming up. I'll speak to them. Right. Work out a date. There you go. Right. Got a Perfect. date. No. Uh, let's see. Who do I know will be good with them? Yeah. Uh, I'll find someone. I don't know. Uh, Scottatora from Glasgow. Sure. Great. So I've got someone from both ends of the country. There you yeah, go. That this. answers that. Ticks that box. Yeah. See that. I've got, but I like to have four slots on my shows. Okay. What am I going to do with the other two? I'll pick a find a local band. What do I do with the fourth one? I won't work with somebody I've never worked with before. Oh, so the fourth spot is the the the, the okay. I'll take a chance. Normally, with, it's, that's it's my chance there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what do I do? Open up my spreadsheet. Okay, let's look click, down click the button yeah. to find myself the brutal death metal. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, half the time, even though they're on the name, I don't recognise half the names. Right. And I'll just be a case of, all right, I'll have a look. Who's, just uh, give someone a chance there. Yeah. Give someone a chance, and I'll start clicking on, because I've copied and pasted them links into my spreadsheet. Yeah. I'll start clicking on them. Oh, sure. And I'll have a, no, I've, what I do, before I do this, I will actually go and, li- even though I've known Unfabled Ruination yeah. for about 10 years, and I've had them play for me about four times, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I've got all their albums, Yeah. I will open up YouTube, and I will give them a listen, and then I'll listen to the bands on the list. Ah, I see. Because does it, does it make sense? What yeah. work together? I think it's nice as well that you put that. Um, it's like who's who's nice to work with is yeah. in there, and I cannot stress this enough to a, somebody who's maybe new to the scene or someone who's just starting out trying to be in a band. I cannot stress how important that is to yeah. be to not be a dickhead, yeah. to not be a fool, and yeah. not be a pain in the ass. It is it is almost more important than the music you play. Almost more important. Well, that's true because end of the day, I've said look the entire. If you've listened to this far and you haven't picked it up yet, I don't do this for money. I do it for yeah, fun yeah, yeah. And who wants to mess with that so, fun? I'm not having fun if I'm having to deal with Stephen, the bassist, <laughs> who's kicking off because I haven't got vegan food. When, so, 
So all I want to do is have fun <laughs> and have make sure everybody else. So that's how you get that's how you get taken yeah. off that list. Not yeah. fun and not a good guy to wear. But so yeah. oh, we're on we're on three. What's four? Right, four is um, money. Okay. It's a, a chill comes across the room yeah. because no one likes to no talk one likes about it, money. But, but the sad truth of it is, it's part of being professional and being yeah. good to work with. Is putting that up front so you know, yeah. everybody understands what's going on. Especially if you're building up from nothing. This yeah. is more important than for me. Yeah. Um, you need to make sure, you need to turn around and say, right, this is how much the band want. This is how much the venue's costing. Um, this is well, how much we sound guy or whatever. Yeah. If you're starting out, you're not going to have a crew. Mm. You might have a couple of mates who can do stuff. Yeah. If you want to start something proper, you've got to start looking towards developing an actual, at least reasonably professional level crew. Yeah, yeah. You need to do things for these people. You need to pay them all. Funny enough, that's why I was saying, all the way back in point two, if you've got a local fella who's already doing it, could be a could be a lady, but it's normally fellas too. Ladies don't look up with beards, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, that's a requirement for metal kids, but You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> that's why the fit, I said go and speak to him. Yeah. Because Artlon, he's looking for people, reliable people. Yeah. Who are infused yeah. and wanna. Yeah. yeah. Well, even if you don't know anything. You'll be able to teach you, tell you what to do, you'll learn, learn on the job, but yeah. it's developing that. At yeah. least. And a willingness to be told, yeah. you're doing it wrong, yeah. here's what you need to do. And accepting yeah. that the reason that someone's telling you that is to make you better at the job. Yeah. You know, because you know, we're, ta- we're not talking about um, some great big multinational corporation where your boss is an arsehole. There's, there's, HR, there's no HR yeah. department. No. Yeah. This is literally, it's a bunch of people who all want the same thing. Yeah. It's nothing to do with money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even though we're talking about money, the money isn't to develop your team. Uh, Odds on most of your team will not take money and they never will. Yeah. But things like uh, the things you've got to pay for, like your riders. We're talking about your first gig. You shouldn't really be talking about hotels and mm. stuff. Yeah, If you are, you've gone too far. Yeah, it's probably too much. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you've still got to, like, you know, talk about, you know, Get get the band a couple of crates of beers or something, yeah. or have a have a word with the venue to say, can, you know, I don't know if I get a wristband for the, you know, the artist can they have half price beers or something? Yeah, it's just and it's that type of thinking. Yeah, you you throw that in as a that's that seems obvious. Some yeah. wouldn't even have thought of that. Well, but that's the thing. The venue. I, I've just touched on something else. Yeah, it's the other stuff you've got to you know how are you gonna. If you're running a gig, not only have you got to have money for all that, you've got to have a float. Yeah. Now you, if you don't, if you never work yeah. with a till, your float is the money you start with. Yeah. Now I normally start with enough money. I actually take enough money with me to pay everybody. Yeah. So, say my whole gig, uh, 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 my cheapest gig cost me about three hundred pound. Mm. I take three hundred pound with me. Yeah. And now I normally put hundred pound of that in my tin to work as my working yeah. capital when people are coming in, paying to get in. Yeah. In th- hopefully, I'll walk away with. Because you, 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 a lot of times, well, you got to understand that these 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 bands are coming in 
and going back on tour and as part of the tour cycle or to go back home or whatever, the, the biggest way you're going to piss someone off is not paying them. Yeah. Because they're going to have to stand around. They're like, who's paying? We're getting paid by it. Looks, it looks terrible. Yeah. And you've got to make sure because that payment probably for them is paying for their petrol. Yeah. More, more than likely, invariably it's paying for or travel. Yeah. Even if they're a larger band, it's still paying for something there. And it really, uh, nothing will infuriate a TM more than the, the, than the promoter not being around to get PDs and stuff yeah. and all the rest of it yeah. and whatever they, they needed to get from them. Like, yeah. And of course, I've had, I've had things, again, come back to the team, I've had things where I must, I've, I've never booked a show that I've never been at. But it can happen. Yeah. I've had shows where I turned up like two hours later than it started because yeah. whatever reasons, whatever transport reasons, or whatever maybe. No, yeah. normally transport or work. Like I had, I had one where uh, I broke down and uh, I, mean, it happens. I, was, I was stranded and uh, I got there about two hours late. Yeah, uh, I've had ones where I had work and I had to leave the gig about an hour. You know, I saw about fifteen minutes the the, the headlining yeah, yeah, thing. And what you know, I, that's where the team comes in. Yeah. Is I can turn around, I can arrange with my team. Here's the cash in, Here's all the money. Yeah. I'm not going to be there until this time. Well, I've got to leave this time. Mm. And you tell the bands mm. right, at the end of the night, go and speak to this guy. This person, he'll sort you out. He's got he'll the money because yeah. I've got to go. Because yeah. that's the other thing. Just because uh, it's not one of my four, but it's just yeah. it, it's a it's a sad Sidebar. thing. Yeah. Is, Deal with the band as you'd like to be dealt with. So if something mm-hmm. like I'm not going to be there, yeah, when you arrive, or I'm not going to be there when you finish, yeah, tell them, yeah, because they don't know who your team are. Yeah, they they've been talking to you, yeah. but you need to. If you need to, if there's something else like that, make them aware. Yeah, and turn around. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, say, I keep saying, of course, and I'm nodding my head furiously as Andy yeah. goes through this list of obvious stuff to me, but it's not obvious to some people, and that's why that's why no, we're kind of no, doing that's, this. That's the thing is, it wasn't obvious to me because yeah. there's it's there's a list of what five hundred things you've got to do. Yeah. On your first time out, you're not going to do. Hell, I've been doing this for a decade. I only ever do four hundred and ninety eight of them. Yeah, and then the other two I'll, I'll remember, but it, it, yeah. it's everything as silly as um, how are you going to do when people arrive? How are you going to let? How are you going to know they've paid? Mm. Uh, are you going to do a wristband? Which yeah. is, you've got, stamp. If you're doing wristbands, yeah. you've got to go buy buy wristbands. If you're doing a stamp, you've got to go get yourself buy yourself a stamp. Or the other one is, have you gone? Have you have you bought a marker so you can draw a little cross on their hand? It's no good if you turn up and you haven't got your marker. Yeah, sounds so obvious to us, but it's these things, all these little things you pull in and you learn, you know. So that's uh, that's that's an incredible amount of information. I think that someone could take away about about starting their own show. I mean, we're we're nearly like I think we're up to nearly two hours here, yeah, but (laughs) which is brilliant. I love that. I love that. This would be a long one. I was gonna. I was hoping it would be so. I'll, I'll kind of keep I'll, I'll wrap because I think we should do another one there's, there's so, you've, that, I think, I you've so much information I want to talk about <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll kind of pull it together at the end here now because we need to talk about metal to the masses at some point I think and I, I think we'll definitely do another one of these which is good yeah. and I hope that people listening have got something from this that people always go oh the scene's dying oh the music I don't like is dying and there's no way we can't be saved what are we supposed to do what, how, how can we save this what's the answer it's no good just putting like on a Facebook it's no good doing that Andy's just explained to you how to save the music that you love. Yeah. He's explained how to grassroots, physically get off your arse, 
go to a show and actually put your own shirt. He's explained it to you. He's give you the tools. You've just got to fucking go and do that. I'm expending nuts and bolts. Yeah, he's, yeah. Show, he's, show, he's showing you how the sausage is packed. Yeah. You just have to go out now and do it yourself. So you have to go and do this. There's no no point unless you get off your arse and, and go to a show. Um, the real in real life, I'm going to Andy's next show. Not because Andy's running it. I know it'll be a good show because Andy's running it. But I know because I want to see it. I'm going because I want to hear. I want to see a new band. I want to see something I haven't heard before. And I want to support the scene. That's it. You actually have to actually go. So once you put this podcast down, you took your headphones off, and you want to either go to your own show or parade your own show. We, we, Andy's giving you the tools. It's just up to you to go out there and do it. You know. Yeah. Um, I always ask or try to ask me at the end of the show is, um, what was your favourite gig you've ever put on, and what was the favourite gig you've ever been to? Um, any or the other ones. I don't know, the, the, to be honest, my favourite one I've ever put on one is probably, uh going to sound like a strange one, was Avatar. Okay. Who were really, like, they're, they're really yeah. blown up now, they really... They yeah. have, they're yeah. really blown up, because I put them on just as they were on the cusp blown up kind of thing. Sure. But it was one of those, and even though I like my Swedish um, yeah. melodic death metal, I gave them a listen, and it was like... I couldn't decide if they were, they were brilliant or they were yeah. a bit gimmicky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, I took a... I don't... It, it's unusual for me to... Normally, it's like, oh, I like that. I'll put that on. Sure, I don't like that. Yeah. Nah. And they... Uh, do you know when you have a kind of odd feeling? Yeah, like, this could work here. This, this could work it, It's really good. Because there's a lot of pageantry, there's but, a lot of showmanship yeah. to it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's really good, but... I said, it's a bit, a bit gimmicky. It's like the showmanship... Is that the main thing or not? And then yeah. when they actually played for me, they were amazing. And like yeah. the showmanship, yeah, their their frontman is. A they're they're blown the up now. I I believe because of, of that because yeah. it's very, I would complicated is not the right word, but there's there's a lot going on certainly in the music, but then there's a simplicity to it, like the the yeah. King wants you and stuff like that. Yeah. There's some simple stuff, yeah. but in terms of a, a visual aesthetic, I think the last album is, is essentially a concept album, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. you know, it's yeah. uh, Avatar Country Country and stuff like yeah. that. It's like it's a concept album. So yeah, that's it. There's an element of risk I could imagine yeah. being to you. Yeah. Well, that's probably of all the thing, all the gigs I've put on, that one's probably. Yeah, one of my favourites purely for that. Because yeah. like Exodus, yeah. it was a bigger gig. I had more fun, this, that, the other. Yeah. But I knew exactly what I was doing. Yeah, you knew it yeah. That. There was no I, risk. There was like this is this there is was no risk. Be. This is amazing. Bam. Yeah. And it was it was amazing. And that went. was like I've probably never been more worried about a show. Wow. And not, then yeah. Not that it can go on a go wrong. It's how is it received? How's it received? Which is different. It's a different vibe, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. it was like Am I, you know, by this point, I've got I've got some people who do come to my shows because they're my shows. I'm sure, yeah, yeah. And there's, you know, I'm quite proud of... As you should be, yeah. People, you know, if Andy's putting it on, it's got to be of a certain There's got to be a level. Yeah. Shit, there's got to be a level. And I said that was, I was quite worried about... But it came off then, I assume. Yeah, am I, am I pushing the boat too far? I yeah, think, you know, but then that's... Like, no. Surely every so often you've got to do that. We oh, got to, yeah. Do you know what? I'm yeah. going to put that fourth band on that I've never heard of. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to book that band of not so fierce. So yeah. what was the gig that you've not been a part of? So now you're, you take your, you're, you're on the punter side yeah. and you go into a show. What was it? Um, Best one. It's hard. There's always better, well, hard to tell you 10 shows and they change every day. Probably... Um, it wasn't a show. Okay. Uh, uh, as in, it was a probably one of the best ones I ever had. 
was um, probably Bloodstock, uh, right? Two thousand eleven. Okay, so where, in, where Immortal headline. Yeah. On the Saturday. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who who was on the whole bill there. Like, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, because that performance from Immortal. Now, sure. I'd, I'd, I'd seen them before. I saw them w- before they broke up the first time, like in Bradford years and years ago. And they were good. Yeah. But that was just like. One of the great things that happens, especially when you speak to people who are in the business, if they say it's a good show, you know that they mean, A, it's a good show, yeah. but they know what goes on behind the scenes, so yeah. they know a well-rounded, oh, yeah, I do. I beautiful, find me, I, looking I, I, show. I, I do people. find myself, I sometimes go to shows and I'm just like... Can make you critical. Yeah, yeah. 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 When he's put those monitors in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah. and it's that. Uh, yeah, you get that. You can kind of sometimes be, be critical about that. Like, yeah, because it's just, you've seen it. So it means more when you say... You know, I saw them. Yeah. You know, that speaks volumes for you know uh, the Bloodstock Festival itself, which we know is fantastically ran, um, and and the band itself. It means more because you you, you it takes you out of where they put stuff and da, 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 da. now you're just enjoying the music and we yeah. go go full yeah. circle like. Uh, what I'm going to say is one of the the bands uh, I'm proudest of putting on. Yeah. Is uh, Neopsy Laboris. Okay. Because they, again, they've blown up a fair bit. Yeah, they're starting to get a lot of I, of all things, um, I can't remember what I was listening to. I was listening to them on. Um, I, I was listening to something on YouTube. Yeah. And I've got this thing. I use. I don't use Spotify or anything. I just. I, um, I use YouTube. Find the rabbit holes on YouTube almost, and follow them. Yeah, suggested yeah, listening. I'm just, almost exclusively. It's just, uh, you know, I'll be. Say, I'll be. I was in uni at the time because right. uh, I went and I've, I've been been as a promoter for years. Sure. Uh, I, I, I had the bright idea of going to uni and doing event management. Sure, yeah. Which is a fucking waste of time. <laughs> That's interesting was, itself, um, yeah. I knew more about a lot of the stuff than the person trying to teach me. Which was, it's not a very yeah, it's it was tough academical qualification. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, that aside, because that make, does make me sound arrogant. Really, because, <laughs> no, all, no, it was just I, I hadn't realised at that point how much how much it stuttered, stored, yeah, yeah, and it's like wow, I actually impressed myself for totally like wow, I hadn't realised yeah, yeah. I'd done that much. Anyway, um, but I was writing an essay on the economic impact of uh, <laughs> festivals on small communities. Wow. Okay. Um, and I just had YouTube on in the background, just doing, doing its thing, you know, yeah. also playing to various things. And this thing comes on, and instantly, you know, almost within about within about fifteen seconds, I've closed down the uh, the article. And I'm like, and now you watch this. What's what? What is and this? And it is Neobscleovarus's. Uh, what is it? Are they, Flower, the flowers in the kaleidoscope or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like an earlier one, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not the stuff that makes. Yeah. yeah, and it was um, by by the time the track was about because it's something like an eleven minute track. I was going to say they're not short tracks no. there at all. Like by it. the time I was up to about six minutes, I'd been on the internet uh, <laughs> and I had bought. The most expensive CD I have ever bought, and I, I, I had to actually. I have love it. that one. Music ha- actually, is actually, that? actually, had to have it. Yeah. Uh, shipped from Australia to me. Wow, I uh, love that. I love the music. It co- co- cost me forty three pounds. Because, when it's all said and done, and we're going to wrap up a little bit here now, but we definitely want to talk to Andy again. It's brilliant, but is that Andy's a fan? Yeah. And Andy actually 
likes the music. It is part of who he who he is as a person, and and that enables him to do the things that he does and get through the harder times in his life and the harder shows that he's had to run because he believes in in what what he does. He's like I said, the very header of the whole thing. He's, he's a defender of the faith. He's def- he's a believer in what he does. He still gets those moments where he stops in his tracks listens to a track and then goes on and tries to get a, a, a crazy imported CD. He does that because he's a fan. And I can't think of a better person to speak about this on a on a cold Friday morning um, to speak about it. Brilliant. Uh, Andy, just, you know, fabulous. I mean, we'll get, well, we're going to do it again. We'll do. Yeah. We'll, go, we'll, we'll beat two hours next time. I'll I'm, I'm game for it. We'll, yeah. go, we'll go for two hours again. But if someone wants to check out what you do, um, and kind of see kind of the shows and if for some reason you're in the northwest and you're not aware of what, what Andy does and the shows he puts on they would look at uh, Death Wave uh, is uh, it's, in all it's at, the mo- at the moment uh, we've, we're just on Facebook it's Death Wave Entertainment okay but um, I'm actually having a, a website built at the moment sure sure I'm not sure we're a little bit behind schedule due to okay. busy life and stuff that gets annoying that day job I talked about. Sure, sure. But um, hopefully I'm going to launch it end of this month. Actually, not probably about middle of next month, the way things are going. Yeah. Uh, which will be just deathwave.co.uk. Perfect. So have a look at the social media and I'll put it on social media when the website's done. Sure. And feel free as well, as I say, I'll say it at the, at the end when, when I do the tale for this, but, um, you know, feel free to, to, to message the Spoken Metal Show, message, you know, Deathwave about. If you want to be involved, it's, it, it's a community, metal is a community and the only way to get involved is we talk to each other and go, okay, I really, really like these bands and even if you're kind of maybe introverted and a bit, just start approaching, you'll find Andy's very personable and, and go to the shows. Figure, you you can go to one of Andy's shows and you'll be able to see him go up and actually have a conversation with him as a yeah. human being. You you can you can do that and I suddenly going to encourage everybody to do. This has been... Uh, I, I knew it would be good. I knew, I've been chasing Andy for a while to try and sit him down. We've got a whole thing. I haven't really talked about the Metal to the Masters as much as we're done. I reckon we can probably do two hours just on yeah. Elton John stuff. We can do that. <laughs> we, we need to do that. But no... Um, oh, the Cali stuff to you. <laughs> That's at least three hours for you. <laughs> Andy, thanks very much. Thanks for doing this. Well, yeah, most certainly do this again. Yeah. Brilliant. So that was Andy there talking about metal and, and the metal community and, and, and the live scene and, and bands trying to get out and play more shows and, and, and venues and all that type of thing and some really great information, I think. You'll agree that about kind of how to do that, how to how to get out there and 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 change your your environments and change your the you know I don't see enough bands on around by me. Well, go and put them on yourself. You know, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world, there's there's a possibility to do that, and hopefully we will give you some some sort of footsteps you can follow to kind of get that some steps to get to to to, to make that make that happen. Um, as always, and he's got his own shows on as well. So if you are based in, in around the northwest, I suggest you check them out too. I'm going to try and get some more interviews up a lot quicker as we've been getting to people. I've been solving a lot of problems that have stopped me doing that. And, uh, also, one of the mainest one being Skype ones. I wanted to Skype ones to sound a little bit better. So I'm kind of working within that to try and get those better. But as always, please like, comment, share, subscribe on any social media you're listening to this on. Please get in touch with me. Anybody you think I need to be speaking to. The comments I've had so far are really excellent. I've been able to get to speak to people I didn't really consider or thought I may be able to speak to because of messages that people have left with me, which is ace. People have been sharing it as well, and it's nice to get a bit of a community. 
uh, around around the spoken metal show to understand exactly where it is. Been speaking to some comedians, as I say, for the spoken metal show live, and some fantastic music and metal based comedians out there that have really enjoyed talking with you. Give me a lot of great advice, which is just going to mean when we do the live show, it's going to be really enjoyable. I think. So as always, please you know on all the social medias you, you, you like to go on, share it with someone else, see what they think. They might like it. They might, they might amuse them for the twenty minutes an hour, whatever it may be. They listen to the podcast. And try not to get the word out there about the Spoken Metal Show. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you later.